Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything. You are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. Now, if you're on me and you got to move when I move, how do you expect to keep a, a marriage? Well, that's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. So then if you spot me coming around that corner, you're just gonna walk out on this woman? I wanna be gangster, thinking he's a wise guy, robbing the bank, he just lock him in the eye, guy. Tank head, Mr. Bonnie and Clyde guy, look him in the eye, he's not my kind of guy. Never wanna be confusion, proof of pudding, sweet, but to a loop of orange I go with the back slide deep said, yo,
let's get down to it, boppers. But is this the Ron and Fez show? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is a weekday. Uh, one of the five. It's Friday, Ronnie. All right, have we had a lucky caller this week? We No one's gotten lucky this week so well, far. Well, if it's Friday, that means somebody's definitely getting lucky today. Uh, Ron Berry, Fez Wiley, Chris Danley. He said Dave McDonald. The man who invited me on the show. Uh, hopefully, this is a, a big Lysol thing that I feel on this mic when I touch it. Yes, yes, it was Lysol. No, uh, when I had porn stars, they were coming all over the place. <laughs> no, there okay. was, that was, it's just <laughs> keeping the germs at bay. It's one of the few jobs, I guess, us and a mop up boy is the only uh, jobs that you have that you're always on the lookout for cum <laughs> at all times. Like, is that cum? Um, here in the city, there are certain gyms that have been sued by their cleaning staff for the amount of cum found in the male locker rooms. Um, and you would be surprised some of them have been somewhat of named gyms that just become a scene. Wow. I, how would you be like a guy like, oh, you know, I'm just in from St. Louis. Thank God I got this lifetime membership. I'm going to work out. And you don't realize you've walked into... You know, sex town. I don't want to call it sex town because I don't want anybody to feel bad about it, but it does happen. How about Blowjobville? All right, that's better. You know why? Because it's classier and it seems smaller. Quaint. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to be looking for some... And by Ichiban, I mean... Number one! That's right. Mm. Uh, Pat, Mississippi. Hey, happy Friday there, Ronnie B. Uh, what up? I have an E.G. Bond for you. Uh, tonight on USA Network is the final episode of Monk. Uh, Monk is the story, Fuzzy. I don't know whether you've ever seen this. It runs on cable, but it's a detective who's half monkey. And they call him Monk because he's not a, he's man- and monkey, monk. And now I'm just uh, now I get a chance to jump on in the last episode. I would have loved to have seen this. Well, this episode, he finds that there's something beneath the planet of the apes. An earthquake opens it up, and you find out it's an old subway system. And why are there human posters down there? <laughs> monk uh, tonight. I can't wait to see this monk. I didn't think it was about what you just described. It's so fucking good. I know it's gotta it be. Is, oh, Fez, it's so fucking good. Sounds good. You know what it is? What? what? Choice. <laughs> Does anyone ever say something's choice anymore? Yeah, I think so. I think choice and boss are making a comeback. I, uh, it's about time. What about Groovy? I think it's time to bring Groovy back. When we had Arlo in, I had to listen to his uh, 
concert from 69 that he was selling. And in his speaking voice with the audience, he uses the word groovy constantly. <laughs> you know, everything's pretty groovy around here. It just, you know, you didn't hear anybody like, a, what? What do you mean, groovy? <laughs> but there are certain words that will last forever. Cool yeah. has lasted right? forever. Uh, but then other words just not going to make. Somehow gnarly. I don't think has made it uh, over the hump. I think I'm, neat died. You know, like yeah, he's a pretty, pretty neat guy. Brady Bunch was always about the neat. That, or even neato. Well, neat is uh, that's like your dad's thing. Like you know, when you have a neat time. It's like, and, and the only person to use it is your dad or Tom Brady still uses neat, but it's because he wants to pretend he's from the 50s for some reason. Boss is definitely a phrase that should come back. It's I fucking think it boss. Is kind of that is and boss. according to Earl, jam is back. You can say, like, that's my jam. Well, Earl is also doing off the chain quite a bit <laughs> in his Twitters. <laughs> and I notice that most of the time uh, people don't like... Um, Oh, you know what? This this is a a good one that we uh, we had with Richard Lewis. Kept talking about making bread. You know, at that time I started making some pretty good bread, and bread should be there. It just it just didn't make it. No. I would like to see things be the most again. Well, that I'm, have uh, that have monkey show is the most. Well, what about to the max? If we're gonna, I'd rather go <laughs> to the max. Show was fucking great to the max. Uh, women stopped being foxy after Jimi Hendrix at some point. I guess the, even the 70s, they took it into disco, and disco right. fucked up the foxy lady thing. Hello, foxy lady. And I think Paris Hilton sort of killed the word hot for not a hot chick, but like if you like something, like that movie's hot. That's hot. Uh, you can't be bitching? Exactly. Bitching, is, bitching, I think, is back. Mm. I don't know. I only think I want to use it. I, I don't like even bitching. say something's uh, bitching. Mackenzie Phillips, American Graffiti. Yeah. Exactly, American Graffiti. Beach Boys You've are bitching. Uh, let me go over to Hicks. Uh, Hicks, what do we call marijuana these days? Trees or um, bud. See, I never like that. Bud's been around for a bud, while. Bud's, Bud's been around, in... but trees or fucking bush or come on. Smoke some trees, bro. Come on. I'd rather go back to grass. We're smoking <laughs> some grass. Smoke some weed, baby. It's getting taller. Some guy called... um. Uh, my he thought my my rolled cigarette yesterday was a uh, joint. He called it a bone. That guy's smoking a bone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one too. It's old school, way old school. He's smoking a bone. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Is she, is she a babe? Already did that leave with Wayne's World or is that still around? You're a babe, Fezzy. That's who's a babe. Thank you. Dan in Florida, you're on running Fez. Oh, I'm on the air. Wicked. Hey, uh, today I got a global <laughs> Ichiban. Um, the World Cup draw today at noon on ESPN2. Oh, God. I hope we get Luxembourg. I would love to see us open up against Luxembourg. What you want to get in your World Cup drawing is your first game to be against Earl's fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Although Earl's fantasy, t oh, he beat Fezzi. Yeah, as I laughed, the one nine and one Earl <laughs> yeah. destroyed me last week. Well, he's got some great players, but he never he never does anything to fortify him. If no, he would have yeah. just made a couple of moves, Earl would have been right in the mix, and he that's why this fucking fantasy league is the most annoying thing that's ever happened to human beings. <laughs> he's two nine and one because he never maneuvered through the bye weeks. Yeah, he didn't do it. He, he, he never kept everybody in. During the bye weeks, he never fielded a complete team. Um, Scott, you're on the Run Fest show. 
Hey, Ronnie, I'm going to bring back uh, my old favorite term, radical. I like something's fucking radical, man. That is radical. You can short it down to rad. It's a rad. Uh, Tom's got a little weather update for us, and I hope he does it like Carlito's <laughs> way. Um, <laughs> Tom, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, guys. It's freaking snowing in Houston, man. I can't believe it, so I'm going to go home early and start drinking Tito's Vodka. Oh, oh jealous. Yeah. After the Tito's Vodka salesman tried to run it down yesterday, uh, fucking Dave was furious. I'm really pissed off. What the? What was the point of sabotaging your own product, which is amazing? Um, Delicious. I had uh, bad news, of course, for uh, Hicks and Davey Mac. Uh, Fez is theatrical teacher. I don't know whether you know this, but Fez goes to a theater teacher. And you have for how long, Fez? Uh, probably about six months, uh, five, six months. Wow. Um, she makes candy as her business, right? She lives on my block, so I was talking, oh, I make these fucking uh, balls that have liquor in them. So I send him my chick later. I go, oh, you know what I do? Come in with a fucking <gasps> crate of them. Make these guys sit there and eat them, and it'll be a funny show. And then they'll also have a booze on Friday the way they like. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Nope. Oh, Not enough oh, alcohol in them. Fuck. Then I go, why make a big deal about the fucking liquor? I go, those fucking things are as weak sauce as you're teaching, Fez. Oh, she's so, so she's lying to you. Yeah. Um, No. They're just... They're just they're just balls. You know how in six months you haven't seen any difference in Fez? Right. It would be like you guys eating candy for a fucking hour. <laughs> but I, 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 my uncle used to make them, and you get fucked up. You would get fucked up. on He had the, the chocolate-covered cherries soaked in fucking brandy, and we would just fucking eat them, and no drinking, and we were just like, yeah, I'm fucking kicking ass. <laughs> I remember one time we ate a bunch of them, went over his neighbor's house, started fucking explaining to him how where, where the parking spots were. <laughs> My uncle says you don't know where to park. <laughs> He's like, what, man? Calm the fuck down. We were just eating some candy. You got to be careful. When you're drinking hard liquor, at certain points, uh, you'll remember your, your fucking problems with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, beer, you're normally like, that guy's a dick. But when you're drinking hard liquor, you think to yourself, that guy's a dick, and today's the day we do something about <laughs> right? it. You know? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to go talk to that fuck. That's where the shit goes down. Always with the vodka or yeah. a lot of, of, of whiskey. Never on beer. And a lot of times, like, if you're really drunk and you get into shit with people, you have a fight with people, whatever, uh, the f next day, you're willing to drop it. They aren't. It's right. always very surprising. You're like, why can't we just end this beef? <laughs> why is this got to fucking go on? Um... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mike in uh, Chattanooga, I'm going to guess by that spelling, but it's way off. Mike, we got you, buddy? Yeah, good morning. Yeah. Hey, uh, Beachy Bond, I just saw on a news article posted on a Twitter that the uh, in a secret election, they appointed this, uh, I think his last name is Van Bond or whatever, for uh, as the president of Europe. All of Europe, the European Alliance. Mm hmm Yeah. Just why you wonder if you guys heard that yet. Gigantic news. I'm not from Europe. Um, here is uh, Tony. Uh, Tony, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron Fez, the greatest. Yeah. Uh, over in uh, England, they're calling weed beer. Beer? I want to give an update. Gear. Oh, gear. <laughs> cool name. I've yeah, got my cool gear name. with me. Well, then what do you, you know... 
What are you going to call your works if that's not your gear? Gear is also coke and dope. And fucking, it's, it's just like a generic term. Well, there. I remember that was just your works. If you had your fucking gear, you're ready. You know, I don't have to tell you with your dad. Your dad had some gear stashed around the fucking house. <laughs> if you so he could cook that dope and do it. Whatever happened with uh, you guys, and I'm talking about the young hipsters, using the word status. Like, yeah. Uh, Oh, it would be Dave. I'll be like, oh, I see you're rocking your beard status now. Huh? It's all about that. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Is this like a, a computer entry? Just growing facial hair. You staying with the beard up, Winter? Oh, yeah. I, I'd like to stay. I, I like my face with the beard more these days than without. But um, you go big on the beard in the winter and then trimmed in the summer? That's that's optimum. I like it. It gives you a mountain man gimmick. Yeah, feel, it feels <laughs> like the right thing to do. <clears throat> What's that smoke? <clears throat> it's nature boy. Uh, Johnny, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, my favorite word when I was a kid, man, we, I want to bring back, we always referred to a hot girl as, oh, that chick is so mint. Yeah. You guys must have no. really been fucking hip. Now, that would make me make it seem like the chick is old but still look good. Like she's in mint condition. Well, I want to just tell you, Fez, you really can't take slang and use it the same way you would break down a root word. You just have to let it go as slang. I remember, uh, it, what's always funny is when a movie tries to get it going, like uh, Clueless tried to call good-looking guys Baldwins. Oh, he's so Baldwin. And you're like, that. no one says that. <laughs> and we'll never catch on. The only person who really liked that was the Baldwin brothers. They're like, yeah, I hope that fucking catches on. It's perfect for us. Juno did the same fucking thing with a whole bunch of whacked out words. I mean, no sense. Juno, you fucking needed a glossary to sit there and watch that fucking movie. Um, and she was saying, like, this is how her and her friends talk. It's not. Unless, you know... Yeah, I mean, well, she's already dropped that gimmick. She's already like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, Tom, you're on my face. Yes, today is the 40th anniversary of the 1969 Rolling Stones at Ultimate concert. Who's fighting and what for? If that cat doesn't stop it! Uh, some people call that the end of the 60s. You had Altamont, and then, of course, you had Helter Skelter, kind of back-to-back -back the following year, Kent State. The hippie thing was over. Just fucking over with darkness. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the Stones' fault. It was... Oh, it was the Stones' fault. You don't fucking put on a show, a free show, and have no fucking stage, and then have the Hell's Angels. Well, they were there to be security. Exactly. A couple guys got, so, got a little rough. Uh, it's never a good fucking idea. Punching Jefferson Airplane members in the face. You just knocked out Marty Palin. <laughs> That was my favorite part. Yeah, Nobody that. else in the band. That guy just knocked out Marty Ballin. <laughs> and Grace was trying to calm things down, but Grace just... wasn't taking. Grace was one of the few men out there. Yeah. And then Jerry Garcia was like, oh, I don't know. I'm fucking getting. Out. You know, this is weird. Right. Getting out because he's a fucking San Francisco guy. He yeah. understands the Hell's Angels. He was on the fucking bus. The Stones were just like, Well, what do people do that are fucking cool? <laughs> and I'll try to be like that. <laughs> Uh, Don, Thomas River, you're on my face. How you doing today, Ronnie Bing? Yeah, good. You, sir, are a super genius. That's first and foremost. Well, and you. I want to bring something back. The Ron and, Fresh, Ron and Fez show is the freshest word. Word up. Uh, word to your moms, we dropping bombs. That might be us. Fresh. Just, uh, word. word. It's Ron and, it's Ron and Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... 
Craig in Oregon, you're on Run of Fez. What's up, buddy? You're on the Run hey, of Fez show. Fez. What, uh, what happened to being able to just say, hey, I'm checking out some bush? I mean, everything's hardwood floors these days. They shave it all. You can't call it bush anymore. And whatever happened to just calling weed ganja? Well, again, uh, I'm sorry you missed Jamaican fucking <laughs> big fucking hairy bushes and uh, weird weed. Uh, what do you guys call the country these days, Hicks? I call it trim. I'd like to bring that back. But uh, you have the trim. But what if it's like you said, completely shaved? Oh, box. How about getting some skin? I know you call it trim. Oh, yeah. I know this is about Hicks. He's not one to really talk about a sexual conquest. <laughs> like, hey, let's not go there. Uh, Tom, Colorado, run a fence. Uh, morning, boys. Got YouTube on for you. Yeah. The Jersey Shore. Could those people be bigger shitheads in the world? Uh, Jersey Shore. This is uh, <clears throat> the Guido Beach. I gave it last night, uh, Dave. Five minutes. Oh no! And I said to myself, "I'm not fucking gonna waste my time with these losers." Because, quite <laughs> frankly, if I was on the subway next, I'm gonna get up and move. <laughs> you made a big mistake. It was the best premiere for an MTV reality show since Real World 2. It was phenomenal. Couldn't do it. Ronnie, you had to have stuck with it. These kids are, as Earl would say, off the chain. It's, it's they are beyond insane. Yeah, I know. And I just did not feel like that's something I want. I'll try it one more time. But I can tell you, I was sitting there watching a night of real television. Right. Like, Fucking shows that have been written and directed and people are trying to make something entertaining. And then to go over and watch that, it's just, it's fucking nothing. It's great. It's literally nothing. We already have a love triangle. We already have this little girl named Schnooky who is just, she, she got drunk and tried to hook up with every single person in the house. Guys and girls. We already have great characters in the Why situation. Why would somebody fuck her? What is wrong with these fucking guys if they're there for the summer of their lives? Well, she's Why they let Snooki get away? Well, because they, they're eyeing a couple other girls in the house. And that always brings me to the point of you, you're on a TV show in the real world or now Jersey Shore house. Why hook up with the roommates? But here's what I don't understand, Dave. And you know these people in real life. Yeah. You dodge them. You know, the people that we've compared them to that we know... Right. You're always like, please tell me he's not going to be at that party. Oh, yeah. So for, if that's I, the fucking case, I dodge, why do you want to sit and watch it? Because I dodge the Bloods and the Crips, too, but I'll watch Gangland on uh, National Geographic. I love watching people, you know, who are different than me. James, Maryland, Ron and Fez. Hey, They're not guys, that different. The, the, You're the just Irish. That they used, <laughs> the term that they used for folks like Fez a couple years ago was fruits. I got yeah, you never hear fruits anymore. He's hmm. a fucking fruit. Right. And he's he's acting fruity, especially if he drops a pass. You're like, he's acting fruity. He'll probably then go and start sucking cock. That's Mickey Rourke's bit. He perfected it. Exactly. Mickey, Mickey Rourke's got a fucking uh, rap song out now. Does he? Yeah, I read it, and I just like, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Maybe if Hicks finds it, we'll listen to it. <laughs> I hope it's like, my, man, my name is Mick. Getting real sick. <laughs> Old school. Yeah. I mean, All white people like, <laughs> still rap like it's 1983. Uh, and then they also will tell you their name right away. <laughs> right. My name is... <laughs> um, is uh, Ricky, Marilyn, you're on my face. Mr. V. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, the, uh, the term dope, you remember that term? Uh, something was dope, yeah. 
Yeah, that shit is dope, and uh, the show is well, dope. I, yeah, I actually miss Marilyn Manson saying dope show. I wish he'd bring back the dope show thing. Looking for Ichiban. <laughs> Mr. Hicks, what is your Ichiban today? There is fucking Obama bladder acid fucking out now. Bladder acid? Bladder acid, yeah. It, it looks crazy. I can't wait to eat some. I didn't know that the bladder thing was still happening. Oh, big time, yeah. Bladder's like the main way I fucking people still get it. Well, acid. here's the problem with bladder. You're fucking counting on some lunatic to just fucking hit it, you know. A guy is just sitting there dripping on each thing. So there's a really good chance that I'm getting a half a hit and my trip partner Dave is doing seven hits. <laughs> That's why you buy a 10 strip. <laughs> well, what cover, is ten, your cover your losses. What's a 10 strip going for now? Oh, gee, 80 bucks. If you really look at it overall, fucking acid hasn't gone up that much. Thankfully. That's a good deal, yeah. What did you buy? What was Five dollars a tab. Yeah. You were calling it tabs? Tab. Tab of acid. Give me a tab. First time I Maybe bought Maybe you got it, a it was, can of tab. It was just paper. And I, I've never... I remember the guy's face. I know exactly who he looks like. And me and my friends will, will have to do violence on him if we ever see him again. Dude, me and my fucking buddy Berkey, we fucking cruise across the fucking country already dropped something off in San Francisco and then we were picking something up in Humboldt County uh, and these are before everything got as organized you can still go up in the hills alright so crazy days so we're in fucking San Francisco running to a guy on the street selling acid we fucking grab a bunch of we couldn't be happier we're in San Francisco we're eating acid our dreams have come true Fucking, uh, you know what, I'm not fucking, you know, it feels like something, I don't know, I'm going to do another hit. But we kept going like that all fucking night. Uh -huh. We're drinking, waiting all night for the fucking acid to kick in. Never does. Next fucking day, we're walking along, back and forth, looking for that fuck. I swear to God, we'd have gutted him. <laughs> not so much for the money, no. you know what I mean? Because it wasn't, you. just the fact that this fucking animal goes through life selling paper, to people with good fucking will. Yeah. You know? And, it's, it was t and you're just waiting and waiting. Well, this pissed me off. It's not like I went, went somewhere else and tried to cop. Right. Right? So I'm not in fucking San Francisco for that many days at the time. That was my fucking night. I can't re-fucking capture that. Exactly. And it's not uh, it's not enough money to fake someone out. It's not like well, you're making I don't know. These mother, you know, they're the same kind of motherfuckers standing around asking people for quarters on the street. This was ridiculous. We're going to get you. Probably do me a not. favor. If you do, Sam, yeah. before you do anything, call me. Because I'm never going to fucking find my San Francisco guy. But I'm going to fucking kick the dog shit out of your guy with you. I will. We'll get this Puerto Rican son of a bitch. Puerto Rican? Yeah. And then you're the asshole. Who's buying asset from was, a Puerto Rican? Was at, was at, Seriously. It was in high school. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Puerto Rican zoning acid. No, I mean he was a he was a fellow classmate. Right. That's the last day though, so we we didn't get to but see him. But you don't him. fucking get an you don't cop acid from Puerto Ricans or black guys. They know nothing about that fucking game. That is a fucking white man's fucking hobby. Yeah. You might as well buy him fucking polo mallets from him, you idiot. Well, he gave it to us during graduation. You know what? I'm glad. No, I'm glad you got fucking burnt now. Oh come on. So. um... So it's uh, bladder acid with Obama's face on it. Yeah. Is it the fucking the yes we can picture, whatever that is? Yeah, by, the, uh, by that artist guy. Yeah, so everybody does the joke of hope I get fucking high in fucking an hour. <laughs> Very oh, patriotic. Oh, well, you know, every time that they fucking 
they'll bust somebody. You know, it'll be stuff like, I don't know whether you got, ever got like the Mickey Mouse and all that kind of shit. You know, there'd be Popeye acid. And it would always go in the news as if somehow they were trying to put it in the elementary schools. Yeah. <laughs> they are not. It's a fucking adult fucking game, much like LARPing. <laughs> Little kids like Mickey Mouse. So they maybe want to eat his face. I know I did. No that one's gonna give. No one's gonna give it away. That's not. It's not the fucking problem. There, it's made up. A fucking kid wouldn't even know what to do. What are these fucking things? Um, these are now also his ecstasy pills. So in addition to the bladder acid, there's little Obama heads. That's you know what? Flip. If he's getting paid on this, he's the worst president ever. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got. He's he's cornering the uh, drug mascot market. Hmm. Uh, Rob Binghamton, you're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, Fez, I got an Ichiban bond for you. What you got, man? Uh, Joe Girardi had no effect on the sliding ability of, uh, Sanchez. <clears throat> I didn't watch that fucking game at all. Did you watch I saw game? the highlight. He went head first, <laughs> uh, and hurt himself, hurt his leg. Way to go, Girardi. You're a <laughs> fucking idiot, just like Dave always called you. Thank you. Joe, I called him Joe Retardi. I love that. That was my nickname for him. Well, so he taught him to... another time you're on the wrong fucking side. Remember how you were excited yesterday? Some of that Yankee championship will rub off from them. Right. Joe Girardi, a guy who stole um, probably about six bases in his career. Yeah, all of them passed balls. Yeah, not the guy you want to be teaching has slide. You had to throw it into the third row for fucking Girardi to even take a lead. He was a catcher, Fez. Fez doesn't know what that means. Bad knees, slow runner. Apparently, he taught him to slide like Pete Rose. <coughs> Head well, first. That's exactly what you don't want, though. Uh, Eric, on the border of Mexico. What's up, boys? What's up? How's it going today? Good, man. Hey, uh, we uh, just had a bus down here in the Rio Grande Valley down the border of Texas and Mexico. They brought in a big-ass bunch of ecstasy pills in the face of Obama. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Um, I honestly don't think Obama's tied up in this. He's not the fucking Joker or Lex Luthor <laughs> where he's going to be running the town and dealing dope. Did uh, Superman and Batman ever have like a dope fucking pusher they tried to deal with? Um, Green Arrow did because Green Arrow had a sidekick, Speedy, who was a heroin addict. So Green Arrow was a person too? Yeah. Okay. From the uh, Justice League. But here's what I'm saying. Superman and Batman, they just really seem like they deal with a lot of bank robbers <laughs> and jewel thieves. Yeah. Small-minded yeah, they are small criminals, minded. really. I mean, we live in the space age. Someone should be hijacking a space <laughs> shuttle for, by now. A lot of art here's theft, the, too. Here's the fucking funny thing. You just used the space age for the first time since 1968. <laughs> If you look at any of the stuff from the 60s, they love talking about space. <laughs> They're just, this is the space age, motherfucker. Don't you understand we're trying to do something here? It's the final frontier. Is well, it? Well, every product had space age technology, no matter what it was. It could be a dishwasher or a vacuum. It had space age technology. That's right. Those were your days. Was that a lot of fun? <laughs> uh, Missing Link, you're on a Fez. Ronnie B. watched the wrestling for the first time last night, and I am just blown away by Marissa Tomei's body and her cans. Yeah. Cans. Uh, don't ever call with such a thing. I, I, I get so fucking distraught with people. You watch a fucking fine movie, and there's a short sex scene on it, and that's all they have to bring back <laughs> to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the most fucking annoying thing in the world. 
The woman gave us a fine performance. And her yes, melons. She was fu- yeah. But her melons were the star. And she doesn't even have the <laughs> kind of breasts that you would call cans or melons. It's they're, not like that. Right. They're very perky. They're not the big ones. But they're, you're the you fucking guys like that are the reason why like regular actresses choose not to get naked. <laughs> because the second they do, everyone forgets about the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just suddenly they just say her ass. Yes, I did. We already saw that too. And go uh, online. The devil you, knows you're dead. Here's the thing: go online, motherfucker. There's nothing but tits out there. Just sit and look at them all day long. That's what I do. Again, but I don't see you come rushing in here. <laughs> you, you know, you were talking about the wrestler the other day, and you want to take back Sean Penn's Oscar, yeah, for the review, yeah, and give it to Mickey Rourke. Yep. And by the way, Dave, I know you're upset about it, but I guarantee you that was an incredibly cl- close vote. People went back and forth. And if anything ruined it for Mickey Rourke, it was the other awards that he won and the shit that he was saying when he, once he got on stage. Yeah, possibly, and maybe that he won uh, Mystic River. That's kind of also why I wanted to see Mickey Rourke won. But I did believe no, no, but was... I mean, it was Mickey Rourke when he won, like, the Golden Globe and oh, shit. He's acting like, a, a, like an idiot. Yeah. Well, you know, he... That was when he was also saying he was going to meet Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Hmm. So he had uh, went out of his way to seem non-actorish, you know. He had just jumped up to act like, I'm, I'm crazy Mickey Rourke. And that's going to fucking cost you with those people to think of acting as the craft. <laughs> Which I, uh, this is the only way I would refer to it now, the craft. But you don't think In Hollywood, that... I only refer to it as the industry. Okay. And then when I talk about it, I'll say it's a company town. Uh, it's a company that's town. That's too confusing. Huh. You don't have to worry about it. You don't think that gay Hollywood had any part to do with uh, milk winning? Can I have a day without gay talk? All right. Okay. Is that a fucking problem? Because I know what you do. You put the needle in Watley. He doesn't able to handle it. Makes you look better than Watley. Yesterday, he said the gays couldn't even win over Hollywood. So he's just trying to go after. I understand. And one day you'll stand up to him, and then he'll stop needling you. It's like the bully in a fucking playground. I didn't have Fez on my mind when I said that. But now that you know, you're laughing. It's just like Philadelphia, anything, but, you know. But you bring up gay every day. He jumps in, handles it poorly. I point out his mistake, and you giggle. Right. Well, I'm a giggly type of person. I know, you know. you I always live life like I've had a glass of champagne, Ronnie. That's my motto. Well, the, the reason is that you're constantly drinking. <laughs> yeah, but not champagne. Um... I'm not going to take some of these. I'm not going to listen. Brett, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Good to hear you. Yeah, well, here in Humboldt County, and uh, such a treat to hear you actually talk and mention us. Well, of course I would. Uh, it's a very beautiful area, uh, as long as you stay in the in the safe places. And normally, yeah, correct. Yeah. See, in most places, you're like, oh, stay out of the urban area. Uh, there, stay out of the country. Uh, be careful hiking. <laughs> um, that's what I do. Is um, I'm pretty much out in the country all the time. Yeah, I go out to uh, I go out to places where you don't see nobody for hours and hours. Yeah, and uh, I'm one of the people that I deal with the people that uh, you do mention, and it's kind of you do have a great point, and you are correct about that. Yeah, and uh, not much has changed since you've been out here. It's still well, the wild, wild west. Well, what's really cool is like you'll meet some like really sweet, laid back people. Who will kill you? 
You know what I mean? Just oh, like, yeah. just people like, you know, he's such a good dude. He's a really great guy. And we buried him, like, up there on a hill. It's overlooking everything. They just fucking, <laughs> they, they don't like outsiders too much. And I had to pick no, up something. Know. I had to fucking, you know. That's creepier than anything else. That's creepier than, like, a hard-ass being, you know, a tough guy. Yeah, it definitely is. And here's the thing. They, they're always on their home turf. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they know what the fuck they're doing there. They don't go out and try oh, to yeah. fucking go places or that. And they really want to keep it kind of a, a family situation there. And you got to oh, respect it. Oh, it's very them. beautiful. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And I've been pretty much everywhere in California, everywhere in the United States. And, uh... I like it here, man. It really is nice and laid back. And uh, but uh, I do have to say, it is changing a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it's still, I still believe it's one of the last places in the wild, wild west. Well, you know, people don't give them credit, but what they've done with the marijuana business over the years—I mean, that's where you just went from like regular fucking ragweed into those people experimenting and fucking, you know, working out. So, so you're getting different strains. It's kind of amazing. Oh, we're ahead of we are ahead of the curve on that, and yeah. most of it's gone indoors because of the um, terrible, terrible weather. Yeah. So we keep a lot of it indoors, and uh, but the outdoors and stuff, you know, we can get a really good season. Mm -hmm. But 99% uh, of it is now indoor, and uh, is it really, still? Uh, Brad, is it still the same people, like the same general people, all these years? Um. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Mostly, you know, generations and generations of yeah. families and stuff like that. You um, know, kept in, passed down along the years and stuff. Uh, I, w I got a job and I work, but, you know, I can make three times as much in a year if I decided not to be legitimate. Right. All right, Brett. And, I'll talk uh, to you later, man. Enjoy yourself today. Oh, Wait. thank you very much. Uh, pretty much the most famous person I ever talked to in my life. Well, thank you very much. All right, bye. I mean, you know, he's a place where fucking shows don't even go to. <laughs> I was out there, I mean, this is fucking years ago, and the uh, Eureka Airport, they would have, like, gates, what gates you are, and you just walked outside, and there was, like, literally a fucking, just, like, a link fence with fucking three doors next to each other. One was, like, gate one, one was gate two. No matter what door you fucking left from in the place, you just went to the same spot. <laughs> You're like, fuck. All right. <laughs> um, Bill, Bill, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I was at a place in Florida. It's a little town called Holopaw. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah. it's, it's way out in the woods. Mm -hmm. And I met these crazy bastards out there, and they would kill you if you drank their beer, but they would give you all the weed you wanted. And I said, that doesn't make sense. The guy said, well, we grow the weed. You got to drive all the fucking way to town to get beer. Uh, there are places in the middle of Florida that I, I don't even know if you could classify them as the United States of America. They get in fucking deep down there. And people go, oh, I've been to Florida, it's nice. Because you've never been off the fucking beach. <laughs> you know, like, you go, if you go from the water in Florida to fucking eight miles in, it's like anywhere you've ever been in your life. Mm -hmm. Then start to fucking drive into those swamps, see if shit doesn't fucking change. Like adaptation, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a fucking weirdness. really like the the guy. That's why that guy got the Oscar because he reminds you of those fucking guys. Right, it seemed like he was playing a real character. Yeah, they go out there at nighttime. I was down there with these crazy fucks, and they they go out on a fucking boat 
with a flashlight, right? And they'll flash it around, and they'll see just, like, eyeballs sticking up, and they'll fucking reach down and grab a gator. They'll just fucking look around and fucking snap. They'll snatch the fucking thing. Jesus. Yeah, they're crazy fucks. Jesus Christ. They're like hooping and hollering and acting like it's fucking normal. <laughs> and you're like, all right, man, let's take the boat in. <laughs> We're all a little fucked up out here. We got to take this boat in, don't you think? <laughs> I would not want They just fucking have the yeah. time of their life. <laughs> they all look like Greg Allman. Everyone down there looks exactly like Greg Allman or Dickie Betts. It's the two fucking looks that they have. <laughs> Hey, did you stay around for that show yesterday, Hicks? The one uh, here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, stayed around here. Yeah, and uh, it was good. Government Mule fucking rocked it hard. Yeah? And then where'd you go after that? A uh, fish show, thanks to uh, listener James from Long Island. Hit me off with a free ticket. It was fucking awesome. You and, you and James hang out, hung out all night? Uh, no, I, I lost them. Fucking, I ended up, I found some hippies I knew that were on fish tour and just fucking partying up with them. What were you doing? Uh, just, I, I, actually, the only thing people were selling out there were fucking mushrooms, which I fucking didn't have, uh, I didn't feel like taking those. So I was just getting high. You don't have the stomach for it right now. Yeah, I can't be fucking eating mushrooms. But, um, yeah, it was only mushrooms, the only thing I fucking could find, but I didn't want to. Why don't you get some of that fucking bomb ecstasy? That's not happening. <laughs> I was fucking trying. I was like, who's got my rolls? Who's got my rolls? <laughs> who's got my molly? No one fucking was giving me fucking shit. He's got nothing for himself. Fez Watley. In Chicago, 20... Chi-town? Yeah. Windy City? Yeah, that's Second the Second City? Uh-huh. City with the big shoulders? That's it. Toddlin' Town? That's it. Chicken yes. and Conic, I won't go. That's the place. My kind of town Chicago is. Mm-hmm. City with a lot of nicknames. Oh, yeah. There, a 22-year-old girl's facing three years in prison mm -hmm. because she was, she was taping Twilight in a movie theater on her digital camera. Got caught by the... Can't fucking do it. Got caught by the theater people. They they said they were pressing charges. Police come. She spent two days in jail before she was even out on bail. But I I don't even know why this is a story. You can't fucking do it. You can't. You're stealing money from them. I think the I think the penalty should be you have to if if you're going to do jail time, stay in prison until at least the DVD comes out. That way you've all caught up. Yeah, but you see what's happened is. People that, if you put a fucking movie out, these movies are like $100, $200 million now. You're taking away the people that would have gone to the movie and also the people that would have fucking bought the DVD because now they fucking own it and they're hitting them twice. Now, I I'm not surprised that they don't fucking bust people for this. I go to these stupid screenings that uh, we have here where you have to go to a screening room. They're starting to fucking look us over. I'm like sitting next to legitimate fucking, you know, people that are on TV and in the New York Times reviewing movies. And they're going like, all right, open your bag, open your jacket. <laughs> and these guys are getting all pissed off. And I'm being like, I, I fucking, I said to the guy, I go, this ain't the first time I've been patted down. Fucking help yourself. <laughs> I'll spread my ass cheeks for you. I'm just trying to watch a movie here. <laughs> that was courteous of you. Yeah, you know, I've been, I've been throw it. Huh. I didn't realize the jail time was so serious on this. Why wouldn't it be? It's stealing. I mean, if let's suppose she steals Twilight. Mm -hmm. And they make a fucking... They don't know whether she's making one copy or fucking 100,000 copies. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be fucking serious? Well, I mean, you I, gotta it, fucking, it was only four minutes, though. Yeah, because that's because she got popped. It's fucking ridiculous overkill. It's like the fucking record industry is fucking charging 60 grand an MP3 or whatever the ridiculous price is. Right, but here's the deal. The record industry got destroyed. Good. Destroyed. You say good, like, because you don't give a fuck, but that's their business. Hmm. That's like fucking saying, 
uh, I, I'll go in someone's fucking farm and take their corn because they got all the rest of that corn or corn should be cheaper. You're fucking just breaking the law. And that might be a link to why there aren't as many good rock and roll bands anymore. Well, we talk about that all the time. There's a lot of great bands we can't find. I sit around and bitch about country music all the time, and then people send me fucking shit, some fucking kid writing and, and doing his own shit, and he sounds like fucking, you know, great. But I never would have found them on my own because mm. the fucking radio is not playing them. There's no way to find a lot of these fucking people. Without the without those corporations, I mean, don't get, you never heard me fucking promote corporations in my life, but I totally get if someone's spending two hundred million, they don't want you fucking stealing from them. But it doesn't make fucking sense that people would be baffled that you can't go into a movie theater, <laughs> fucking shoot the movie, and then the girl's going, you know, Fez is telling the story like, and they put this girl in jail for two days. Why wouldn't she go? Right? How is that fucking different? If she walked into uh, a restaurant and start making herself a sandwich and started eating it. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, or even bigger, I mean, you can't steal a car, you know, even though, you know, Lexus makes plenty of money, you couldn't what, steal an automobile. What surprises you by this story, Fez? I didn't know that it was such a serious, I didn't realize it was such a serious have, federal crime. Have you been to the movies? They fucking mm -hmm. play it before the movie now. They will fucking tell you, you're going to fucking go to jail for taking this. Uh, Bruce, in Louisiana, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fez, every time you put in a DVD, there's a whole fucking two-page thing that says FBI warning from 1976. Yeah, that's true. $250,000 fine, 10 years in jail for any unauthorized reproduction of this movie. Uh, and, and, here, and here's the thing. Everyone acts like, well, everyone does it, but that does, you know, it's just like when you're fucking speeding on the highway. You can speed, you'll be fucking driving, you know, 85, 90. You're driving with a bunch of people that are going 85, 90. You get pulled over. You can't even say to the cop, I saw a lot of other people speeding. How come they're not busted? Right. He just fucking gets the people he gets. This fucking chick, they decided we're going to fucking pick this one theater and catch someone. She got fucking popped. But it wasn't like she, there's no way you can walk into a fucking movie and think, I can take this fucking video. Uh, remember when you used to go to a theater and they would check you for uh, cameras if you were going to see a rock show? Now you go on YouTube and you'll be like looking for fucking, you know, whatever song. You're going to get 80 of them that's bad cell phone shit. Uh -huh. You're like, I wish they would just fucking bust these people so I can get to the actual video <laughs> off of YouTube. So I don't have to hear this fucking person sing along with Pissing in a River. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not even slightly fucking uh, surprised about it. Not even slightly fucking surprised. It's also offensive to people who buy these bootlegs. I mean, I'm not even saying get the bootlegs off the internet, like some people that we know. But I mean, the people who buy them off the streets, mm -hmm. you know, they're accountable too. Well, they get busted also. Those fucking people in Chinatown get busted. But what about the people who buy it off the streets, too? Should they? I mean, shouldn't they get in, in some kind of hot oh, water? Oh, I was saying, like, if you... Well, yes, technically you are, but... the government goes after people who try to buy drugs. Right, but they'll probably bust... Uh, you know, again, just because you don't see anyone getting busted for it doesn't mean that you don't get busted for it. People do. Um, Eddie, you're on running fest. Yeah, this is the time of year where the really good movies come out, I guess, the Oscar bait. But now that they're going to have ten best picture nominations... I think this is going to fuck up the calendar, and it's been a very mediocre year. I can name you ten films I'd like to see nominated. 
Well, you know, we're still we got to get through like the January, uh, right. like first couple, like first week of January, or so and then all the December films. But it does not seem to be a strong year so far. Well, we well, he was right. We have four weeks left. And the second that they said uh, the ten things when Fez brought up that story earlier this year, I go, they fucked the Oscars. <laughs> you know, the whole thing of wanting more people. Why? Why would they do it, Fez? Because it's they want to they want to get people to watch that and movies that people would they want to include the popcorn movie crowd. And what? In the Oscars. No, they don't want to include them in the Oscars because they're not going to win the Oscar. They want them to make them think they can win the Oscar when they watch a TV show. Because the fact of the matter is, if they put in fucking Transformers 2, it still ain't going to win. Right. But they're going to make fucking people think, I'm going to watch because I hope Transformers 2 wins. <laughs> it's my favorite. So it's a fucking corny trick. It's just fucking uh, ridiculous. Uh... Tim, in Atlanta, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, uh, I was going to say, the Grateful Dead, I think it, the bootlegging that they let go on and promoted it, it actually increased their popularity and uh, uh, made them more money. You well, know, they gave uh, away... You know, we, we, the bands have done that. Uh, I think Yarman Brothers are pretty cool about it. Fish has been pretty cool about yeah. it. Pearl Jam. A lot, a lot of the jam bands, Pearl Jam is okay. But that's a choice. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, you know, the Grateful Dead was doing that twenty years before anyone did, mm -hmm. and but that was always a choice. If they say it's in the same way as if you have a fucking party at your house and you can say, "No, it's okay if you smoke here," but if you if you go to someone's fucking house and they go, "I don't want you smoking in the house," you shouldn't fucking light up. You're a fucking animal if mm -hmm. you do. You know, they fucking asked you for something. These people are telling you, I have a $200 million movie. For $10, you can watch it. If you don't like that fucking deal, you have every right to go, I ain't paying you fucking $10 to go see Precious. <laughs> but you don't go on there, $10 ain't fucking worth it, so I'm going to take this fucking video. And that, that's fucking, that's street corner fucking talk there. That's bullshit. Right. You want to steal, so you, everyone I know who fucking stole in their life always has some jackass fucking reason why it's okay. That motherfucker's got more. They don't even like them cars. <laughs> and they always have this fucking thing. Um, that somehow they're right to do it. Mm. But it's, it's always been fucking, uh, bullshit. Uh, Carl, Los Angeles, you're on Fez. I lost him, and I really wanted to talk to him, because I, I liked the point he was trying to make. Um, here's, uh, Brian, New Mexico. Hey, uh, yeah, I got this, this, young, uh, this girl who owes me a thousand dollars. She sent me a hundred, and, uh, was, and then never sent me anything after that, and her reasoning was I didn't show enough appreciation on the first payment. Right. Good fucking point. People are always like that. They will find a fucking reason to burn. And they don't give a shit what it is. And Fez's point of, hey, this, um, you know, she should only have to stay in jail until the TV. That ain't the fucking law. It's the, they don't just sit around and we're not just, they fucking have laws. Laws get put into things. You have, the, mm -hmm. you have every opportunity to fight against those laws. But at no point ever has been, like, ignorance of the law has been excuse. You know, you can't go out on some fucking uh, 
National Park. You could be walking around a national park. You might not know <coughs> that there's only certain places to, that you can build a fire. Right. Or certain places that you can't fish. They don't go, oh, you don't know? Oh, that's no problem then. <laughs> I guess it's up to the person to be aware of all the rules. <clears throat> well, all of us. We have to fucking, you know. There has to be some kind of a fucking system. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, Tim, Indiana, you're in Ron Fez. Yeah, I have a moral conundrum. Alright, then let me play this. Oh no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. I don't know to give uh, cigars or the Ron Bennington cupcake for Christmas this year. To who? Who are you giving it to? Uh, Charlie Weiss. Uh, so, just really bad call and you got past our screeners? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. All right, here's Carl. I wanted to talk to him. Carl, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. I, uh, yeah, you're speaking about the movies. I, uh, I managed to get my hands on a, uh, a digital copy. Well, not digital copy, but I downloaded The Hangover uh, and watched that, and it was such a good movie. I went out and bought it on DVD. So I spent on, on Blu-ray, actually, where I spent $35 and get the Blu-ray copy because it was such a good movie. I had to have it in the full quality. Right. I understand that, but that doesn't change the law or the way that that company wants to do their business. You know, Absolutely you could go not, to them and say, let people download the movies for free, and then more people will buy your movies. There's a possibility of that. I don't know. But it's their decision to make, Carl, not ours. Oh, I, I hear you, but um, my point was that I got, instead of having like a sample of the movie, like here's some of the movie, if you like it, buy the whole thing, like, like going to a candy store and here's, here, you know, here's one piece of candy, if you like this, buy the whole bag, I got, I got the basically the damn downsized version of this. I watched it and thought, hey, this is a good movie. This is worth owning. This is worth paying $35. I can get a shithouse movie and watch that and, and just not go and buy it because I'm, this thing isn't worth owning on Blu-ray, you know? Right, but because, you know, that benefits you, but it doesn't benefit the seller. Just because someone something benefits you doesn't necessarily make it fucking okay. You know, and we always get back into this thing about fairness. It's not fair. It, what's fair, Fizz? Fair is when everyone has an equal opportunity at something. And when does that ever happen in life? Very, very rarely. Give me one. Give me one instance. Um, if um everybody has a chance, like to take a test score and get into a college, how would that be fair? Some people al already had better preparations for a college. You can't take a kid who's been given private prep school, right, uh -huh. for fucking 12 years, have him uh, take a test against a kid in Harlem who's went to public school. How could that be a fair situation? Well, I mean, like, if you took a test or wrote an essay to get a scholarship, and that scholarship was I, open to everybody, that would be fair. It wouldn't be fair if everybody didn't have the same benefits going into there. You know what I'm saying? It would not be fair. It would almost be like this. If a boxer fucking walked in here, said, I want to have a fight against Fez, me against Fez, fair fight. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not going to be a fair fight because he's trained <laughs> and you're not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though you could say two men going against each other, fair. very rare. I don't know why we make this whole fucking thing about fairness. When people say fair, 
I want this to be fair. I think most of the time they say, I'd like to have the advantage, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I want the advantage. Well, I think people kind of equate fairness with what's right. Again, right to who? You know, as Probably, yeah, to the person. You really can't fucking figure all this stuff out, so eventually we get laws. <clears throat> because, and the reason why we have laws is because fucking common sense is is basically debatable. You know? Mm -hmm. It's basically debatable. But let's say if I decide to put out a movie and Martin Scorsese decided to put out a movie, he's going to have an advantage. Yeah. I would say so. So... You can. It's it's very fucking difficult to ever sit down to these things and say fair. Even Fez's thing is everybody taking a test because that's fair. Never occurs to him that how could that be fucking fair if everybody didn't have the same opportunity to get to the starting line. Fez's point was we all start from the starting line. That's fucking bullshit. You know. We we all we all don't start from the same. Yeah, every, I mean, just since we're all different people, we all have different advantages. Well, this always gets exactly, and you know, this fucking always gets to me about, um, and you you'll normally get this from with people in money. Well, you know, you got to work hard to get what you want, and blah blah blah, and it's only fair that it works out that way. And I'm going, well, then why do you, why do your kids get the money? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at what point does one family not have a fucking advantage over other people? If you were so fucking cocksure of this survival of the fittest, your kids would get no money. Right. Your kids wouldn't get a fucking cent. Now, if we set up a system where, uh, because we want the most competitive people to win, uh, anyone who dies, their money's turned back over or distributed equally, people would go apeshit wild. People would go fucking batshit wild. But you can't act like the Rockefeller kids never had some kind of financial advantage mm. over other people. When you have a financial advantage, it gives you a scholastic advantage, whatever it happens to be. Maybe fairness is more about just the opportunity and not any kind of advantage or, but again, or equality. Who, how do you, who all gets the opportunity? Right. It's not a fucking fair... It's almost like when you, you'll go out on a fucking baseball field, right, when you were a kid... The rich schools always had the better training, had better cleats, better bats. Didn't mean they're going to win every time, but they should fucking win that game. Right. They should win that fucking game. Well, it's like if Cincinnati will be undefeated this season, if they, especially if they win their bowl game, and they will not win the national championship. It'll either be Texas, Alabama, or mm. Florida. And people will say, well, that's not fair to Cincinnati. So I guess I think that. But people, then the other people can look back and say Cincinnati hasn't played the same amount of. Right. Uh, but so you can never you can never get to uh, that fucking thing uh, of pure fairness. Yeah. But having said that, why is that illusion so fucking important to us? <laughs> you know, we're always talking about the store wasn't fair to me. Uh, normally, when you say something wasn't fair, you mean what somebody did to you. You never decide. You know what? I wasn't fair. I wasn't fair to Dave. <laughs> you know, I wasn't well, fair to fucking. The free society is based on justice, and justice and fairness go hand in hand. I think uh, not at all. You'll never. I don't think you would get another lawyer or judge to agree with you at all. I don't think anyone who's ever fucking um, said uh, that everybody would uh, 
that anybody that worked in law thought it had anything to do with fairness. That's why you get a lawyer to bust fucking ass for you, to use every advantage. It's a very competitive situation. And again, if OJ was busted ass broke, he wouldn't have got the same fucking trial as he did. Right. The fucking the but thing that, that helped wasn't just and it wasn't fair. Yes, and 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 it won't be. That's my fucking point yeah. to you. It's not supposed to be. He he's supposed to buy whatever he can do to win the fucking advantage. But if he was just a regular guy, he probably would have had the uh, a fucking done a plea bargain. But get I, out of it. I think people buy into fairness because it goes back to the whole ideal of America of. Anybody can come to this country, and you can grow up to be anything you want in this country. And do you buy into that for a second? No, I don't think anyone could. It's almost like saying this. Why, are, why would black people fucking you know, complain when you have Oprah or Obama? <laughs> it's not like you can take one extreme example for everybody to fucking see. It's the same gimmick that the fucking you know, lottery. Somebody wins, they show you that fucking thing, but how many people don't fucking win? Hmm. So, what, what, you know, a lot of that stuff is just done as marketing. Yeah, if yeah. you leave your fucking house in the morning looking for a fucking fair deal, you're a fucking idiot. You gotta get up and try to find your own fucking advantages. I gotta, Always. Yeah. I, I gotta get my Mega Millions tickets tonight. And that's not me saying, I would never take away fucking money from fucking rich people's kids. You know what I mean? But at the same time, don't sit around and fucking act like, well, that's the fair thing. I mean, I guess fair would be everybody gets a scholarship everywhere, but well, that's you, you want that fucking, yeah, exactly. And so is fairness. Fairness is unrealistic. Mm. But like anything, you, you know, strive for. But you know who fucking believes in like the fairness shit is the people walking down the midway. <laughs> the people in the joints fucking don't fall for that thing. Mm. They know the fucking games. You're walking along with a fucking balloon and, you know, cotton candy. Hey. <laughs> anybody can be anything they want. <laughs> What's your Ichiban now, Dave? What's your Ichiban? Um, my Ichiban was that there was a Roman Catholic uh, cardinal mm -hmm. in Mexico who said that the uh, homosexuals and transsexuals will never get into heaven. Never, ever, ever. He says that uh, it's not me who says it. It's St. Paul. Look it up. If you're gay or, or if you're a transsexual, you are not making heaven. Period. The so you're coming after me again? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a, a Nietzsche-bond. It's a big story. It's a big story. I don't remember St. Paul ever saying anything about people not getting into heaven, about being gay. Well, I never remember. I never remember St. Paul saying even saying anything about gay. It's just interesting, though, that uh, this is a this isn't just you know a small potatoes type of guy. This isn't some fringe character. This is a cardinal who is you know obviously very high up in the Roman Catholic Church. But does it shock you that a Catholic cardinal would say gays won't get into heaven? Yes, they it don't. Does. They don't condone it. It does shock me because I didn't hold think on. That that Fez, was are you a transsexual? No. I don't know why you were taking it so personal. <laughs> you say he was coming after you. Uh, yeah, no, Dave was point. trying to get me going on a gay issue again. Why? Second time today. Why would he do that? He likes to get me riled up. Why would that get you riled up is the question. Because I've brought up gay, th gay issues before. 
Like Adam Lambert and gay marriage. Well, no, I actually thought the Catholic Church policy was that if you abstain from gay sex, you would go into heaven. This guy's saying, no, it's not even that. Even if you have thoughts of other men, you're going, you're, you're going to hell. I, 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 the reason why I brought the story up is because I thought that was you're very not shocking. To, if you're a Catholic, you can't have impure thoughts. But well, then you we're can. all go to hell. That's, well, that's, that's why impossible. you go to confession. You yeah. go and confess your impure thoughts. But I thought a gay person could, as long as he's not having sex with a man, you know, and maybe go into confession and say, hey, I'm thinking of it, but I'm not doing it, they would go into heaven. This, this guy's saying, no, it's too, tough luck. You're definitely going into hell. That's, that's fucking hardcore. I, I didn't even realize that. And I'm not saying, I'm not even sure if that's the Catholic Church policy. But holy shit, that's, that's some... Boy, oh boy, if I was a gay person, I'd be a little nervous right now. Well, there was a, there are plenty of Bible scholars who thought St. Paul was gay. I don't know anything about it. And now this cartoon To me, it all sounds Saint like if you're gay, you can't get into cartoon land. So <laughs> when you leave here, there's a free candy cartoon land. I, I just don't understand but even what, what if debating you have, it. What, yeah, I mean, like, what if you had a, a relative who's gay? And how would that be heaven then? If I if I go into heaven and and, and say like oh because your brother's going to be burning well, in hell? I'm just yeah I'm just saying then that's not exactly heaven. Well, you, by God the way, like, if get, if, get if you want to know the truth, if you follow the Catholic Church thing, your wife isn't going to heaven, and neither are those kids of yours. So they're yeah. not baptized Catholic, right? So stop believing. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> Journey was exactly wrong. <laughs> just stop believing. Um. Oh, it's our good buddy, Bobby, Bobby the Champ, one of the first hey, interns with the Ron and Fez show on XM. How are you, Bobby? Hi. I'm actually okay. I'm pretty good. Uh, I can't say the same for a friend of mine. Um, he's actually was, was hooked on pills uh, pretty badly, and we thought he was getting over it, but now we found out that he's using H. Mm-hmm. So we need to, uh, we need to you know, intervene, and I was wondering if you had any advice for me. Uh, you, uh, the, the, and, I mean, it's always... Uh, kind of a long shot to to get people up, particularly when they're in the in the full practice. So you need to uh, make some calls at some of the local places and find somebody who does this professionally, and they'll bring everybody together. Yeah, that, we we've been you know we, we're getting his family together, his wife, his his mother, his brother. You know, the problem <laughs> was his father passed away, and his father was an addict. His mm-hmm. father died from hepatitis, so. That threw him into a spiral at first because he didn't know about it, uh, and then he found out after the father passed away, and you know that's what kind of started everything. Um, we we did speak to some professionals. We did speak to rehab places and also detox places, because that's the first step. Yeah. The only problem is he's a very hard-headed person, and you know we're we're you know our, our close friends were very stubborn. I, you know we can you actually force someone and, and threaten them and say, listen, like this is what you have to do. You have no choice about it at all. Um, I, I, you know, they're, they're, I mean, in extreme places, they let you Baker act somebody, but, uh, where they'll actually take them off to a Fez type, uh, facility at first uh-huh. and then let them get to rehab. So, it, but you'd have to prove that they're a danger to themselves or others. Uh, and you'd have to have a psychiatrist on board there because it's, you know, some of the fucking things I've seen people do before is, uh, basically, the one threat that you have is if you don't do what we want, we can't have you in our life. And then you, then yeah. it, it has to be everybody sticking to that. Yeah, so we, I, I, I heard that, and I read, I read stuff about that. It's just, you know, we always, we all, we all kind of feel bad because we always joke around. He, he always uh, liked to partake in the pills. Right. You know, he did it. 
we joked around, like, oh, you know, Vicks on pills. Right. So, you know, but then it, 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 it all of a sudden, it just got real and it got serious, and now everybody's pretty frantic, and we just want to get it out of them as quick as possible. And no, not as quick as possible. We just want to get him to realize and, and get him to go. But we're just kind of worried what the backlash is going to be because he was always like an aggressive guy. You know, I mean, some people uh, like to have fucking security there with them. You know, if you fucking feel this. But the point is, yeah, you you really need a professional because you're the guys that usually get fucked up with them, and now you're going to be telling them that he has a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, whether you know it or not, up to this point, you've been part of his fucking problem too. You know? Yeah, yeah, enabling. Right. I, I read a lot about enabling. The thing is, we're also... Not just enabling, life, Bobby. Life. You were fucking partying with them. It's like we all do this to our friends. You know, we all yeah. get fucked up with our friends. It's just, I don't know. We, we have to tell his wife we haven't told her yet because she's, you know, she's oblivious. She, right. and she's a physician's assistant who's never gotten drunk and never gotten high in her life, so she can read as much as she wants about, in textbooks about addiction, but she doesn't understand how it feels to you know want to chase something right. and we're afraid to tell her because she's so straight laced and we don't want her to freak out and leave and make the situation worse it's just we, we just we're not really sure what to do and that, that's why you need a professional person to bring everybody together have a meeting because if there's any fucking weak links if the wife says no he can keep mm -hmm. on living here if the mom says i'll take him back whatever fucking weak links he'll have another place to go and you, you know i mean it's only natural that he would want to it's yeah. only if everybody says you we we can't live with you like this, you're gonna fucking kill yourself. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's better to get it out in the open because another part of his his issue is the covering up. Like he, you know, yeah. he's always lying, and now he's in, into money problems and he's embarrassed about it. But I think if it's all out in the open, I don't want him to freak out. I want him to feel relief. But you never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna fucking happen. The guy can fucking dive through a window. It fucking happens. You know. Yeah. Fucking guys just fuck you, fuck all of you, and run. And then maybe he'll take, you know, then maybe he'll come back to you in weeks or months or even a year. You don't know. But, no, if you're calling up to say, do we have a lot of control here? You never really do once a person gets to that place and they don't want to quit. But you really need somebody professional to work with the whole fucking family and friends and everybody who's ab about this. Because you'll be surprised you get in there and then somebody goes, well, maybe if you just drank beer. It just fucking brings the whole yeah. house of cards down, you know? Yeah. Everybody's well, yeah, going to be on the same page. I had I had a couple of my friends saying, you know, let's not blow this up to, you know, his family and his wife. Let's just the three of us confront him yeah. and tell him, like, I don't think that's good. Like, you it know, ain't going to work. He can't have any wiggle room. He can't have wiggle room. He's he's, beg he's denied, 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 counterclaim, denied, beg, borrow, and deal. You know, you, you can't just... It has to be just out in the open, I feel like, right. and, you know, we were arguing about that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's fucking hard to stop somebody from killing themselves. All you're trying to basically do was fucking put a mirror up, look what you fucking are doing to yourself and everybody who loves you, and then hopefully they will go, you know what, I don't want to lose all you guys, I want to fucking make this right. You know, some guys, no matter how they've been acting, inside they're fucking scared, maybe he's looking for a break. Could happen any, there, there's an yeah. infinite amount of things that can happen, Bobby. Get somebody yeah, to fucking look, help you though, alright? I will. Get a real pro in on this. I appreciate the advice, and if you could make me feel a little better, do some pussy noises, that would make me feel better. No, I don't want to, I don't know, I'm going to do it real quick. Yeah, that sounds like a video. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Right, peace. Have it's been a long time since I did that for anybody, but you know. We used to do that on the air just to get in trouble. Listen, we hated our PD. Just make pussy noises until he keeps screaming at us. Stop making the fucking pussy noises. You don't understand how much talent you have, and you're just fucking blowing it.
Wow, it's just on this. Does act like a woman's in fucking studio. What are you doing? I will pull your pants up. Uh, you know, that was considered fucking comedy at one point. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't fucking make it up. <laughs> All right, we got a break here. Uh, still no lucky caller yet today. Penny stock chaser. Penny stock chaser. Penny stock chaser. Do, 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 do. If you're not a member yet, you are missing out. These are the guys at pennystockchaser.com that bring you the hottest stock alerts, and they're bringing them to their members. Last month alone, they alerted their members to six different stocks that doubled within a month. And every month, you get dozens of these small cap penny stocks that are going to soar in price. And a penny stock chaser, they're picking these things out before they start to explode. And you can get in on it before you, they start to double, triple, even sometimes gain a thousand percent in value. Penny Stock Chaser, the number one website for hot, hot stock alerts, and it's growing in popularity. They got members from around the world sharing their success stories, so you get that information. It's so hot right now, it's bigger than the Adam Lambert CD. Bigger than Adam Lambert. I never expected that. That's big. Check out the charts. Check out Billboard. Then, if you, you, you submit your email address to them, you're getting your hot stock alerts from PennyStockChaser.com. My email address is RonaFezadeAOL.com. And you'll also get email notices on Hot Stock Alerts. You're getting all the most possible, best up-to-date information from PennyStockChaser.com. You can see all of their past picks for yourself at PennyStockChaser.com. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Remember to invest wisely. PennyStockChaser.com. Brian in Oregon, you're on Fez. Brian, we got you, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, what can we do for you? Um, no, I was just, uh, I'm going to detox um, next week, and uh, I just wanted to, to say to that guy, like, if the dude is still shooting dope and, like, he's enjoying it, um, you know, he's not going to want to stop. But, right. like, it's, uh, it's something that gets real old real quickly. And, uh, you know, if, if they confront him, he's probably going to want to, you know, get it, get it over with, because it's not fun for very long. No, no, you're exactly right, and and it might not work immediately, but might work uh, in a couple more. But it's tough, you know. I mean, I know that you know you said you're still fucking into it, but it's tough to see what happens to people around you. You know, that's the yeah, fucking yeah. thing to be woken up to. That it's just a fucking, you know, it's a terrible thing. No, and my fucking, uh, my girl, like, pulled me out of a hotel room with, with my best friend, and I fucking, you know, I just, <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore, you know, I had to tell my whole family, and, yeah. um, but, you know, everybody, you know, everybody is happy about it, like, they want, you know, they want the best for me now, so it's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm really happy, but it's fucking scary. Sure. At the same time. All right, well, good luck to you, brother. Stay All on right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. John, Florida, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a Ichiban for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, New York City annex of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is already closing up. It should close up because I went down to see the John Lennon thing this year, and they go, oh, you can't get in today. So I'm saying I'm done with you forever. <laughs> uh, X-Men in Al uh, X-Mac in Atlanta, you're on my Fez.
X Mac. Once, twice. Sorry, Ronnie. Up there. Uh, can I ask Dave a question? Yeah. Me? Yes. Dave, if, if that Cardinal's correct, does that mean that uh, Jimmy Norton's not going to heaven? Um, he's not a homosexual or transsexual. I thought he's played around some, some uh, trans before. No, they, this Cardinals, I believe, is talking about actual homosexuals, like guys who think. I know, a lot. I know for a fact Norton's going to heaven. So we don't have to worry. Don't yeah. even, it's not even debatable. I mean, uh, yeah. Norton's uh, going to heaven. Um, Anthony's going to heaven. I'm still working on the Opie thing. I think he's going okay. to heaven. All right. I don't. See, he did something that nobody knows about. Oh, no. Well, maybe he'll buy some time in Accidentally, it. once he used the, the Lord's name in vain. So I'm talking to some people. I have some friends pretty high up in the church. Okay. What I might have to have him do is sit down and do the rosary, which I don't even know if he wants to do. It takes a while. Well, not that long. It does. About an hour. Well, the way you do it. <laughs> How many full grace? Full yeah. grace? How many full grace? Lord, whether you of us are that among them, those are for the dying, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother God, pray for sinners, not only our death, Amen. You do that for fifty times, you'll be in good shape. Yeah, it's worth it's worth sitting if you get through something <laughs> like that that fast. It's really worth it. Uh, let's break here, Fez. Unless you you got something else you want to read. Um, I could do another one. You don't have to. We'll take a break then. It's the Rod Fest Show. If I'm fucking six women three times a day, seven days a week, how many times per week am I fucking? Was it 10? Was it 130? Was it 16? Was tripping out? Some weird stuff. You telling me? <laughs> Danny Duke seems good at two things. That's math and fuck. Manifest <laughs> show. Uh, the new announcer guy that we've added, it sounds like Russ Allenson. Does it? Yeah. I think uh, something about the radio guys is they want every show to sound exactly the same. As if people honestly liked radio. You know, like if... If like, oh, people are going, I like radio so much, then I'd be like, oh, well, then let's try to sound like every other radio show in the country. Mm -hmm. But since g people generally get annoyed with radio, why why would we want the same announcers? Well, who is the guy? Um, he's, then uh... there's nothing wrong with him. He just sounds professional. He's one of our, he's, uh, I think he works for Rockstar. He's a voice guy Laszlo uses. Professional voice guy. Yeah, he does a lot of voice work. What were you were you using before? Sleeves? Yes, using sleeves. Sleeves, you know, everyone loves sleeves. And who wanted to change this? Uh, Rob Cross wanted uh, this change for some reason. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Chuck Rose wanted us to make a big change. Yeah, he, he thought, you know, he likes sleeves songs. He was confused about why sleeves would also do the, the drops. We said because they sound cool. He calls it Tucson style. But What? Calls it Tucson style. I have no idea what you're talking about. That was how he did it at Tucson. Okay. Well, it's not awful. It's professional. We were just never doing stuff professionally before. Right. Tweaking it, is he? Tweaking a couple things? Tweaking things nicer. here and there. Yeah. That's what he does. He likes to do. Likes to tweak a little bit. That's what yeah. BD's worried about tweaking. I understand. Puts his fingers in the holes. Well, you, you know. What's uh, what that whole scene's about? It's All right, right time. if I show up, what? What's this? That part's stupid to even say. It's, it's just not true. And 99% of the time, these guys leave us alone. They just like to tweak a little bit, get it sound better. Right. Sound more professional. Yeah, 
don't know. What was the shot of two stop for? Like that's somehow not good? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's the old radio ways. Tucson? Radio comes out of Tucson? I'm very baffled by this. I'm, I don't know. I thought if you don't know, I certainly don't. Is there a thing about Tucson radio that I'm not getting? That Rob works out of Tucson. Well, that that's where it started, and I'm saying that's where it it all began. No, that it's actually just the like if we had some kind of an old West or Cowboys sound, that would be fucking original. My point was it just reminded me of other voice guys I've worked with. That's why I said it sounded like Russ. Just it's a professional voice sound. That's all. I thought Sleeves was professional too. No, he's not. Or, he's not radio professional. He's right, like a fucking right. crazy character. Yeah. Okay. I've got an idea for <laughs> my son's got a video with me. <laughs> it's, it seems crazy to them. Seems <laughs> a little loony. Hey, it's such a great voice. It's so distinctive. Let me just say, fuck Tucson. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. I'm still trying to figure. It. I never get references on this show, <laughs> and I'm on the show. Was... Oh, you say banana things, too. <laughs> what? I say fuck Albuquerque. Um, you know, I was, you know the professional uh, radio thing and their formatting, it all really happens until Christmas. And then you can really cross genres in radio. Like, I was just in the, in the fucking bathroom and they were playing. Well, they play whatever the top 40 station is or they play the 70s, 80s, or 90s. Mm -hmm. But whatever it was, was playing a Perry Como Christmas song. Now, Perry Como would never be played on any of those stations right. until it gets to Christmas. And then, hey, it's a Christmas song. It fits. <laughs> they don't care if it's a rock Christmas song, an old Christmas song. Christmas. Throw it out there. And Christmas is now basically a radio format. Like, once a year, fucking four uh, stations in every market will just... 100% Christmas. Yeah, I love it. I love that they do they that. They get gigantic ratings. I'm one of those ratings people. I turned to the Sirius channel uh, here, over here. What is it? Sirius and XM. Last year it was like in the 130s. Why don't they go with xm <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. I, I love the holiday. I love the holiday music. I love it. All of them? You're not getting joyous at all yet? I mean, I'm kind of joyous anyway. <laughs> The Rudolph special is still uh, number one, destroying everything Wednesday night in the TV ratings, including including the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting special. So even though we weren't going to go with the ratings gimmick, we decided to jump back. Um, well, why wouldn't it? Uh, if I was a little kid, if I could watch Rudolph or, or a tree being turned on, I think I would watch Rudolph. I taped the tree... Um, to Rudolph has got to be the, the biggest of all, right? Out of all the Christmas specials? I think uh, it is. Charlie Brown, I would say, might rival. Right, one, two. Grinch. Grinch, one, two, three. They're all in there together. They show that Frosty every year, too. That Frosty cartoon. Belongs there. That's big. That's definitely big. I mean, Christmas Story isn't one of those kids' specials. So. No, but then there not there some kind of, like, Mickey Rooney or Santa Claus thing that does pretty well, too? Yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town, where it tells the, you know, the secret story of Santa Claus. Yeah, I don't like it. How he got adopted. Oh, I don't like <laughs> that. That one's weird. Yeah, yeah, with the heat miser and all that. Well, that, that's a different one. That's Year Without a Santa Claus. Well, that's the one I like. I'm Mr. Heat. Yeah, who doesn't like that? Rudolph, as he's where he wanted to go. Yeah, Rudolph. What I don't understand in this Rudolph thing, it's all, I mean, everything fits in this special. You got Santa Claus, you got elves, you got reindeer. 
Then you get to the Island of Misfit Toys, and there's this Lion King with wings, King Moonracer, who just does not fit into this special at all. And when Rudolph and the Elf and Yukon Cornelius all get to the Island of Misfit Toys, right. they try to explain their misfits, and he goes, I'm sorry, this place is only for toys. You have to get out. He's not a toy. Fezzy, when you were a little kid, mm -hmm. did you love it? Yes. It's for little kids. Uh-huh. So when you watch it now, again, we, we brought this up with you before with your Snoopy specials. There's no reason for an adult man in his late 60s to sit there and be furious about something that children are okay with. I never even noticed it before. He just sticks out like a sore thumb. Now, did he when you were a kid? Yeah, I think he did even then. So you hated it? Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that flying lion. And the doll on the island of Misfit Toys. There's nothing wrong with her. Uh, Josh, you're on Fez. Hi. Uh, I'm glad you're talking about the new voice guy. I think it sucks. It makes the show sound generic and cheap. I don't understand why they got rid of sleeves. I mean, it really, really pisses me off. I've got a lot of things to be pissed about, but this is like right at the top of the list. Wow, it's surprising. Uh, Tom in New York, you're on Fez. Yeah, on the topic of sleeves and Christmas music, I'd like to remind everybody that Sleeve's new CD is out, and it contains his great Christmas La La song. Oh, we haven't played that yet, have we? No, please do. Uh, let, let's just uh, play it, because we haven't played any of the Christmas music yet Thanks, this Ryan. year. Yes. You know? And I'm, I'm going to let Dave have just a wonderful Gets to Hear His Christmas Music. I was feeling pretty good for la 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 Taking my time on the la 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 Snow falling down in the la 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 Everybody singing like la 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 Decking all the halls with the la 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 Making my way to the la 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 Shining in the room, all the people. 
Oh, there it is. You can't get a bigger Christmas song than that. Uh, here is Tim in Pittsburgh. Tim, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, I was calling Ronnie to find out when Snoots was going to be on with his Christmas special. Um, right now, it, the Snoots thing, it just seems like um, it's 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 not... The man is, cru is crushing Snoots. Oh, what the fuck? Why? They think the idea of a toddler drinking whiskey is somehow offensive or could lead other kids to do it. Then they might as well just crush Santa Claus. Right. And everything else Christmas stands for, because the Snoots Christmas special we were all looking forward to. Will you like it, Hicks? Yes, I would love it. What kind of question is that? I fucking love Snoots. <laughs> well, apparently he's too underground for the whole thing. Oh, yeah? I'll tell you something else that's too underground, apparently. Eggnog. Candy canes. Everything that Snoot's Christmas special was going to do. Old granddad. Well, it was going to be an old granddad thing, and it, the whole thing with Snoot's gets into the ecstasy. I was trying to tie it in. <gasps> Expanding the character. Thing. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, it was not done purposefully, but then, you know, the only way you can maintain is by fucking doing shots, but <laughs> I don't know. Is that how he finds the Christmas spirit, maybe, through the ecstasy? There was going to be a lot of hugging. That's oh, how we I'll all just do. Say that. <laughs> Don't we all find it through that? Uh, hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Um, I have a kind of a sad Ichiban. Well, yeah. sort of sad. Um, a dear member of my family, uh, Tori Zito. He passed away yesterday. He was a pretty famous composer and arranger. Uh, and uh, Tori Zito was uh, on John Lennon's Imagine album. That's right. Yeah, he did the, the arrangements for John Lennon's Imagine. He's um, my uncle, and um, he passed away. He was such a great, great man, such a genius. And um, um, he was, years ago, he was the one, 15 years ago, I think, we were sitting in a restaurant talking, of course, and I want to know all about John Lennon. Um, what was it like? Even though he worked with a million people. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, you know, it's Beatles, you know. I'm a kid, and... So I was asking him, and he's like, oh, man, it was great. He's a great guy. He was such a, like, you know, real, like, hep cat, my uncle, you know? Right. <laughs> and he was like, oh, God, it was great, man. Yoko was great. And my uncle, in all the time, he never badmouthed anybody. Like, he would, that's just the way, he, you know, the way he is, those musicians. But I'll never forget it. He said to me, that freaking specter is out of his mind. Uh. He said, that guy waved guns around, I remember him saying. He said, I remember at one point, he says, John turned to him and said, you know what, just kill me already. Because you know what, killing me is it. <laughs> so, um, as a family, we're sad, but he made such a big, big contribution to the jazz and music communities that, um, you know, I just wanted to get put it out there to you guys. Well, uh, you know, hearts out to your family, but you're you're right, the guy had an amazing life. Um, he really did. It's a, it's a real lucky thing to have somebody like that in your life, so... Yeah. Um, Thanks, you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. I always like those kind of guys that come in and, like, work on albums, and you just see their names pop up from time to time. Yeah. You're like, what exactly have Just like a lot of session musicians that just come in, they'll lay down some famous tracks, and then they're gone. You know? Yeah. Kind of like a Forrest Gump of music. Well, there's so many uh, people like that, and particularly like some are just using a certain genre of music. Like, if you ever see the name Waddy Watchell, as a guitar player, how many of those like West Coast, you know, '70s albums that he show up on and be like Zevon and Randy Newman and 
<laughs> and you're like, what? What was Waddy Wanchell's <laughs> life like? He just comes in, he lays some shit down, and sometimes he goes out on the road with people. It just seems so so much almost cooler than being in a band. Sometimes <laughs> you get to play with a lot different more people than being in a band. Oh, absolutely. And let's face it, you don't have the pressure. You get guaranteed money. Yeah. You come in, you do your job. You probably have to be even more talented, I would think, to be um, a session player. But than emails, you, you know, we get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Who would have ever thought um, we would have lived to this point? That electronic mail would come in. This one, uh, well, I'm gonna. I brought this up because uh, the young lady just said about Phil Spector uh, getting bad mouth. But um, this is Ronnie B. I know you bust balls, but Spector worked on George Harrison's "All Things Must Pass." Classic wall of sound on that album is a fucking masterpiece. I do love that album. You love it? Yes, Dave? of course. Absolutely. And I'm not even the biggest George Harrison fan. Uh, give me like a like a what is life in the background. Mm. But this guy was in such he was in so much the fucking pocket. Yeah, this is this. this is this is absolutely a masterpiece. The person's dead on. I don't know how you can hear this song and not be fucking happy. And then I don't know how you can hear all things must pass and not think of every dead person you've ever met in your life. Think it's up to adult level. I'd love to do the Phil Spector thing and just be like, thumbs up. <laughs> I'm writing this. It's fucking perfect. Could you imagine like being able to write this song, but having two guys that are like were way better than you? And this is, give me all things must pass now. It's frightening, and it's why George didn't get a lot of stuff in the early. Well, they were just years. were laughing their asses off. I thought he was. This is Lil George, and we yeah. Yeah, he's also a couple of years younger than them. But if you would have taken like th these songs are what he was doing right after, and put some of this stuff in with the Beatles, like if, with, with Lennon, it would have had like another fucking five six albums. Yeah. I didn't kick ass. This is the best funeral song. Play this for Fez at his funeral. When I take him back to Northern Virginia. Don't.
Friday, Robin Williams has a brand new comedy special exclusively on HBO. It's Robin Williams' Weapons of Self-Destruction. Oh, he was great. He's going to be missed. Robin Williams, this is taking place Sunday night, December 6th, 9 p.m. East, 8 p.m. Central, and it's only going to be on HBO. Now, this is Robin Williams' fifth solo HBO stand-up special, and it's his... It's his first tour in the last six years. Sold out tour, by the way. And this is the accumulation of it. And taped in front of a live audience at Washington, D.C.'s Constitution Hall. Robin Williams, of course, Academy Award winner, Golden Globe winner. And his latest film is out in theaters now, Old Dogs, co-starring John Travolta. So you can see it this Sunday, only on HBO, the exclusive HBO comedy event, Robin Williams, Weapons of Self-Destruction. That's Sunday, December 6th, this coming Sunday, 9 p.m. in the East, 8, 8, 8 p.m. Central, only on HBO. So this is a stand-up tour that he has done right after his heart surgery. So it's when he got right back out on the road. You may be seeing some scars. And so you're going to see everything there. And you know, Robin Williams, you, you don't know what's going to happen on this tour. And of course, this one was done from D.C. exclusively for HBO. Robin Williams, there's nobody else like him on, on the stand-up stage. No one's going to sweat that much. No one's going to go through that many bottles of water. Why are you screaming? Well, Jesus, calm down. Robin Williams, it's Weapons of Self-Destruction. A lot from his live tour. Don't turn it on. Weapons of Self-Destruction. Go outside. And taped in Washington, D.C. for this Sunday only on HBO. Sure, because at the end of your life, you're going to say, I wish I watched more stand-up specials. Uh, Logan, Austin, Ron Fez. What's going on, boys? Yeah. Hey, man, I just wanted to call and, uh, and kind of thank you guys for playing that sleeve song. Uh, as I'm driving around down here in Austin, uh, down here in Central Texas, uh, all of a sudden we got a little bit of a snowstorm, uh, and it just started falling just as that sleeve song was playing. So that was a, that was a pretty That's pretty why we cool played it. Deal. We keep an eye on the weather map, and we find out when places <laughs> are getting snow, and boom, we kick it on. Uh, that is the amazing thing about uh, a great song, and, and sleeves is... All kidding aside, great, great songwriter. Uh, but it does seem like there are times that the perfect song happens at the perfect moment. And that's why people end up, you know, getting married. <laughs> They're like, well, my God, the rest of my life's going to be like Not this. getting better than this. Sleeve's new CD, Whisper, Pray, Make Room, that's available at his website, radioghost.com. There is always uh, that perfect song, and it changes, uh, changes everything. Um, here's, uh, Jeff Cleveland, you're on a fez. Yes, uh, I was just calling you because we were, uh, talking a few minutes ago about, uh, session musicians and studio guys. Yeah. And my, uh, my wife's cousin actually moved from Akron, Ohio to, uh, L.A. to try and make it with his band mm -hmm. and ended up doing nothing but playing studio he played with mariah carey he played background 
guitar for Madonna. I mean, he played with some big-name people, but yet couldn't make it, you know, on his own. He it's a it's a totally different thing. It's a it's a it's a totally different thing to, from being a great musician than being in a in a hit band. It's it, one doesn't have to do with another. You know? No, it doesn't. I mean, it's just there's there's people don't realize there's so many talented people out there. Mm -hmm. Just because you're talented doesn't mean you're going to make it. The 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 thing that seems to be the thing that can happen for you if you can write songs, if you can write songs, it's a far more valuable thing than if you happen to be the best guitar player, best bassist, you know what I mean? If you can write something that other people are going to love, obviously, not just you yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you, have to have, you have to have that specific talent that is going to make you wanted in the industry or you're not going to make it. It's always about timing, Jeff. Yeah. And like your timing today for being the guy who called in during the $500 big lucky winner so you give us a phone call jeff you're talking about your cousin's friend and you end up winning five hundred dollars hey i i can i can deal with that yeah so uh use it push it towards christmas have a great christmas season my friend and that's from penny stock chaser penny stock chaser penny stock chaser do, 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 do. penny stock chaser penny stock chaser then the number one website for free. <laughs> you got to go through it, brother. <laughs> the number one website for free daily stock alerts and notices. That's pennystockchaser.com. Pennystockchaser. Maybe we'll do a thing one time where we'll just do uh, everybody who's got to do their own penny stock chaser jingles. <laughs> because I understand, Fez, they're not that crazy about the jingles. Yeah, not that crazy about it. No, Which, no. It's like they, they want to get the information out mm -hmm. that, you know, that you can get the best advice from PennyStockChaser.com. PennyStockChaser, PennyStockChaser, don't you trust us, don't you trust us, PennyStockChaser, PennyStockChaser. Like that? Well, no, that, that wouldn't be anything that they like either. All things must pass. They want people to know about the free email notices. They want people to know about all the members that share their information. And the jingles may be getting the way of that and the hot stock picks that come free to your email all right you're you not doing up. an email uh, you know the thing right now because i'm gonna count it towards go ahead keep going it's kind of towards whatever these hideous things Are you doing one yeah penny stock chaser it's free email alert it's uh you begin receiving the daily newsletter and as soon as you sign up which just takes minutes penny stock chaser individual results may vary there's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results Wow, 100% guarantee. You can't beat that. No. They actually, uh, the guys who run Petty Stocks Chaser, they said this. If we're not correct about this, we'll kill our kids. That's how sure we are. Confidence. And there, there's a beautiful thing. Uh, the guy's business card, he's holding a baby. It looks like a newborn, three, two months old tops. And he's got this really sharp knife up to it. You just see like a little sketch. That's cute. And if we're wrong, we'll kill our own kids. Penny Stock Chaser. That's, there's no guarantee that past performance is going to be indicative. We'll guarantee this. I lose my money, I'll kill your kids. You don't even have to do it. I'll be over there myself to kill your kids. That's cute, too. And Penny, it's Penny Stock Penny Chaser. Tot. Penny Tot. <laughs> PennyStockChaser.com tells you to invest wisely. I'll go over there just fucking, just fucking put that barrel up against the baby's head and goes like this. Now tell me again, are you sure about this stock? Don't you do it, honey. Don't make me kill you. I'll actually say to the kid, this is your dad doing this, not <laughs> me. Your dad killed you.
Because Fez fucking with my money is like fucking with my emotions, Smokey. That first Friday was a fucking hysterical movie. Mm. What was that guy's name? Faze on Love? Yes. I know we did that last movie. I didn't go see it, though. Uh, why don't we ever talk to Paul O about movies? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see the movie this weekend. I'm going to see the Clooney. The Up in the Air. I like the the, the look of that. It sounds interesting. The look sounds interesting. You the understand how it. fucking bananas you are right now? The look of it looks interesting. Well, it sure it looks sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with special delivery this weekend? Being confused? Uh, I haven't really thought of... Is this when uh, I'm in for a guest uh, no, takeover? No, no, no. It's next Saturday. Uh. The 12th. That's when all the parties are going on. So you wanted to coincide with that, yeah? Where are we going? Long Island? Uh, Late night no. run? You're on to midnight? Yeah. We leave here. We could be in Long Island by quarter after two. <laughs> right. Um, but then you're kind of missing most of the night. So I figured we definitely have to stay in Manhattan. So now it's between the Rogue and RonFez.net. Hmm. I think I'm going to head over to RonFez.net, to be honest with you, after all of the things that Cruel Circus has done. You love that Cruel Circus, huh? And, and Mikey Boy uh, gave me a Wilco song on email yesterday, so... You know... I go, okay, I'm, I'm definitely going to go to ronfez.net. By the way, I've asked uh, Mikey Boy out to dinner seven fucking times. He hasn't gone with me once. Seven times. I haven't asked him officially, but unofficially. I think we have a psychic connection, because I was listening to this song... Uh, called by Neutral Milk Hotel, called King of Coward Flowers Part One. Mm -hmm. It's one of 856 songs in my BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the song gets <coughs> interrupted by an email. It's Mikey Boy giving me Wilco covering Neutral <coughs> Milk Hotel, King of Coward Flowers Part One. All right, let's hear it. Cigars the whole day.
Shit the bed. <laughs> we'll go shit the bed. We'll cut your fly. All across the floor. Alright, I gotta stop. Alright. This thing's been Wilco'd. What do you, I'll let Hicks decide. Hicks, what do you think? Garbage. That's an album that should not be touched by anyone. Any song on that album should not be. Fat I didn't broken. know you were such a huge fan. Fucking Neutral Milk Hotel is amazing. I mm. broke it here on the Ron Fez show three years ago. That's how he's a fan. Mm. I broke it during the Fred discussion. Pure and simple. Wilco had every right to do that because guess what? Not even Neutral Jeff Mangum pulls that song off live. It's. It's a hard song to pull off yeah. live because of the production. Jeff Mangum is a planting off live. He's fucking nuts. In I know. That's why but that's the best fucking type of rock star. Yeah, yeah I want yeah, my yeah. fucking rock star's bananas. Oh, he I is. don't want him wandering around, driving a truck, and feeling like life is normal. And the, his two albums, I mean, not just that album, Aeroplane Over the Sea, but On Avery Island is a fucking amazing yeah. album. That's it. That's all you've, you've heard from New Jumbo Hotel. But yeah, but then there's so many of these break-off things they, that, that go in each brother's group. I've heard them all. I, I need to... <laughs> They're all bullshits. I've heard. I've not listened bullshits, to them. I have. You just want, you just want that purity of what your first experience was. Well, you're like, you're the opposite of Fezzi, where Fezzi goes back and he's frustrated because he thinks something happened to Rudolph, <laughs> other than him growing up. Yours just like I want everything to be exactly the way I remember it. Nothing <laughs> to be changed. Nothing even to be slightly different. Ron and Fez show on a weekday eight six six. Ron Zero Fez. Have we talked to uh, Polo this week? No, we've not. I wouldn't mind checking in with him uh, if we get the opportunity because uh, he actually wants to go out of his way now to do something getting back in the movies. And it's that time of year. It's the time of year the movies that we like. Yeah, it's good, Chris. It's good movie time. Uh, here's Liz in Florida. Hey, Liz. Hey guys, um, the penny stock chaser people are nuts because usually when Fez goes through his whole speech for them, I kind of just tune him out. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm constantly singing that song, do 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 do, and then people are like, "What are you singing?" Oh, it's penny stock chaser. Do 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 do. Penny stock chaser, penny stock chaser. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's something about that sleeves. There's something different. He's incredible. I want to get this new album. He's like Jeff Mangum of Ron Fez show. Oh, he is. Who is he? What is he up to? What is he doing? No one knows. No one can tell. Uh, Matt, New York, Ron Fez. Hey, hey, buddies. How you doing? Just wanted to thank Pepper Hicks for turning us all on to Neutral Milk Hotel, man. I, I'm really thankful uh, for him for that. Excuse me? Thanks, Matt. I did it three years ago during a Fred discussions what? here on this radio program. Thank you. And how long was the album out before you brought it up? Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Kids turned me on to that fucking album. My outside kids. No way. Mm -hmm. Swear to you. Yeah. All right. You. You. Yes. Yeah. You. Yes. But a bunch of other these other rimrods over here. No. <laughs> what rimrod? Rimrod. <laughs> I don't know. You what pointed at Fez and you said rimrod. Is that like a rim job thing? You mean Nimrod? Oh uh, yeah. Or did you mean man. ramrod? Or did you mean rim job? I think it was a combination of rim job and Nimrod. 
What is it about licking the asshole that they just <laughs> nim job? Um, <laughs> let me let me check with you. Why is it? Why is this credit thing so important? Oh, I love Did it. You get credit for seeing something first or knowing yeah, something it's first. Important to me. It's gigantic to you. Yeah, that's very important to me. Absolutely. Uh, why? Because then you feel special. It's it's. Well, not, you're not special. It's very simple. It's very simple. No, because anything you special needs. Well, and that too. But I mean, you think that you. You know something. It makes you feel a little bit, I don't want to say superior, but it makes you feel like you can be like that mentor. You can be that guy. You think like fucking cavemen were sitting around? I was the one who came up with the idea of the sun. For that, everybody just called the yell thing. I was the one who said, no, it's going to come up again tomorrow. I'm sure one of them, if they spoke to Queens, Did I'm you think sure one that, of them. You think fucking cavemen every day were shocked by sunrise? They're like, oh, man. Because if that did not happen, we would be so fucked. <laughs> We wouldn't be able to deal with it. And then when the if the, um, the sun set, they were just like screaming, no. Is there any way to stop it? They're trying to fucking throw sticks at it. Come up with ideas how to keep the sun up. On a sunrise or a sunset where it's that close, where it looks that big in the sky, they probably freaked out wondering, all right, the big bright ball is getting closer and closer to us. Maybe we should get the hell out of here. How would they know what a ball was? They were fucking cavemen. They didn't have balls. Very stupid. Oh, God, were they dumb. They were only good at a couple of things. Biting fleas off each other and grunting. <laughs> yeah. How about how, like, when they always show a caveman, they're always, like, lurched over, like, trying to fucking stay warm. Like, they, even though they, they weren't born with fucking fur, they were just constantly thinking, like, how can we come up with something? <laughs> we're the only animals that are fucking freezing out here. <laughs> I don't know. you don't see fucking deer just sitting around with Jesus Christ, it's cold. Uh, you never see a fucking... Even if you lit a fire, a deer wouldn't stay next to it. Right. That's what fucking kills you about wild animals. You couldn't fucking teach them if you had the opportunity. Like, if there was an abandoned house, you took the doors off it. A deer might walk in there, but he would never lay down on the bed. He'd never turn on the fucking faucet. Right. You know, never take a shower fucking idiot no so stupid i mean even when we leave shit for you you don't know what to do with it they have no street smarts many of these animals and that's the problem it's just it's not you know <laughs> they can compute some things but they just don't really know how to actual be on the street it's just right in front of them is what it is they there's, there's no long-term goals right it's what happens <sighs> Except maybe a squirrel who decides to save nuts for the winter. I, they, they deserve to be eaten. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right about that. There are a lot of fucking things out there to go like this. Uh, it's getting cold. I'm going to fly and take all my friends with me. I don't know how they come up with that. I mean, there's shit we can't do. Like When you see a bunch of fucking birds all turn at the same time, and then you think of you and your family trying to walk through a mall and how fucking often people get whipped off into the sides. But that's... I wish a family could walk through a mall just like a fucking <laughs> flock of birds. I'd be the happiest prick ever. But they're kind of programmed genetically to do that. Again, they're not even... They're not conscious. Yeah, but you can't so take I that. You can't know. take that away from I don't give them credit for you that. You can't take away... The fact that they have instinct. No, because if it, I would give them credit if they were thinking, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fly left for 50 yards, then we're going to fly right for 20. But how do they know when everybody else adjusts? 
It's and like they a go sonar back and thing. find. It's like no birds have like an inner sonar type of. When deal. I was a kid down on the Chesapeake Bay, I go down there for summers, right? These fucking shad would come up the Chesapeake Bay, and mm-hmm. I'm talking to tons of them. They would go up this stream, this little tiny stream that was like a foot deep, and you'd see them fighting to get through, and fucking lay their eggs. They would go hundreds and hundreds of miles back to the place that they were born where they hadn't been since and they would find that spot in this little lake lay their eggs the same way i remember being a kid just so fucking blown away knowing how easy it is to get lost it's kind of gross isn't it well here's the thing i remember saying to my dad because to pull that off right it's just phenomenal that fucking physical act of being able to find yourself way back to a place and like you say, it's not a conscious thought. So they're driven by what, Dave? What drives them to make this fucking thing? I, I brought it up to my dad. He goes, instinct. I go, how's that a fucking answer? That's no answer for me. It's like a GPS system before there was one. <laughs> and something has to push that instinct. Something has to say out of all the places to lay your eggs, this little fucking lake is the place for you. And why would they fucking get that into their heads? Well, if they were born there, maybe that's why. Yes, but you they were born there, right? Mm-hmm. Then they leave. They yeah. go 500 miles away. Never to return. Never went once. Suddenly it's time for me to lay an egg. I'm going to fucking swim all the way back and find that spot up a tiny little stream. In a bit, and I'm talking about a tiny little fucking stream. Go into a lake, lay my eggs, and then bolt the fuck back out again. Hmm. You're like, what... If I was a fish, I'd be like, let's lay eggs here. Why would we fucking go all the way up there? There is something in the universe that decides that's a better fucking thing to do. And we take this for granted. We sit around. We talk about fucking Tiger Woods or whatever stupid shit we talk about every day. You look at the things in nature that are just fucking mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And we pass that off as if it's instinct, as if it doesn't even fucking matter. It's amazing to me. Like, what about the secret elephant burial grounds of Africa? You know, if I wanted to sit here and talk about the phantom comic books, I would. I pray to the day. Those, those are Fez real. fucking understands what I'm saying and jumps in with me. And you'll go and fucking do whatever the producing thing is or something with That's Sam. A real thing. I'm being fucking serious here. <laughs> I was being serious. That's real. All right. Okay. That's a real thing, though. I mean. Well, a strange. I'll tell you another real fucking thing. It's called a, a goddamn cowbell. No, no, it's no, no. The no, second no, fucking wow, real ouch. thing. Um, Fuck. here is uh, Chris. Chris in Pennsylvania. You're on a fez. I bet, if, I bet if a deer did get into a house, it wouldn't take him two weeks to get his cable turned back on. Oh, <laughs> oh. Now, Fezzy, you went through. Fez is pissed now. <laughs> um. We're all talking here, uh-huh. and I want you to pay attention to us. We went back and forth on what your deer thing was, and you were so furious about uh, people killed deer. I was home for Thanksgiving, uh, ran into a nephew. He was very excited. He's carving his own deer steak now. Fucking actually butchering it himself. So we went back and forth. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, it's a great season for me. I love it. I get all the different hunting he has to do. And he goes, this year, I've got a license, deer hunting license, in Del- one in Delaware and one in Maryland. I go, oh, that's fucking cool. So that means you get one in each place. Because when I was a kid, 
the hunters, you got the one deer a year. No matter when you got it, that's all your license was good for. He goes, no, we don't do that anymore. I go, how many deer do you get? He goes, well, the license says I can get 36. You can kill 36 deer now because that's how fucking overpopulated these areas are. Wow. They're asking the hunters to kill 36 deer. I go, what would you do with them? He goes, well, they set up a thing where you can give them for homeless people. They'll carve it up and they'll feed, you know, homeless folks with it. They don't know what to do with the amount of fucking deer out there. Whoa. They got to be moved out. They got to be lured away. And it was the society coming in, communities coming in, that, you know, they've come into the deer area. Not the deer have come into human areas. Well, you can say that about the entire planet Earth. Everywhere you go on the planet Earth was uh, in America was once deer area. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing that since the word go, and we've been hunting since the word go. But it's, it was amazing to me to hear that because, you know, it's been a long time for me since I gave it much thought. 36. And then he's saying that's really only in another in each zone. They'd let you go hunt as many zones oh, you want. Wow. And he's a bow hunter. He just does that for, you know, so he could have a little sport with it. Yeah. Because there's so many fucking deer around that he, if he wanted to with a rifle, he could just fucking knock them down all day. Does he eat the deer? Mm -hmm. They do everything natural. They have fucking chickens with their own eggs. They plant food. They just, they fucking, not that they don't go to the market and shit like that, but they really like the natural living. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, you know, you bring that up as if he's fucking mean to deer or whatever, but he lives in with nature more than most people. I've ever met in my life. It's very weird that you find out how many hunters are really in the conservation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they love nature so much, they want to keep nature. They're not all for building and, and shit like that. Right. They would love to have as much nature as they could. Well, that's their playground, too, though. I wouldn't think that yeah. they would ever want to have, like, a mall built right. over where they, you know... Well, a lot of people think that people who hunt somehow don't like right. or don't respect nature... It's my, and, and I'm sure there are, you know, there's assholes everywhere, but uh, in the case of this, you know, I, I would say most hunters really love the idea of nature, want more of it. My brother was always the worst at that. He would go deer hunting every year. Well, luckily for the deer, he never got anything, except for one year when him and his buddies all unloaded on the same deer. I don't even think they could eat the meat. Well, you were down there in Florida where you got those little key deer. Mm -hmm. These are fucking big deer. You could you could shoot a deer and have meat all winter off of it. Mm. Ryan, you're in Fez. Hey, man, just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, in Missouri, it's actually limitless. You can kill as many does as you want. I just got back from a hunting trip up there. As much as you want, huh? And, yeah. And you still... Uh, the does are $25 a pop. And you still so. can't knock down the population. There's so yeah, many of them. Hell of a time with them up there. Yeah. Um, let's go over here, Jim in Boston. You're on Fez. Hey, uh, the World Cup draw has started, and we are in England's group. Oh Jesus! Mexico uh, got South Africa. We get England. Unbelievable. Um, although, what an upset for us that would be, huh? What an exciting upset! Is there anyone else in our group besides us in England? Nope, it's on ESPN2 right now. All right, I just turned it over. Who, who's the chick on stage? 
Charlize Theron. Oh, that's right. She's got the South African background. She's from doing there. Right. Yeah. They're doing it right. They're taking care of us. All right, peace. Uh, have, a good, have a good day. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Well, look how gigantic the, the draw thing is. Jeez. It looks like the Oscars. There. They're using, like, uh, fucking Pop Mart U2 screens. Um, Derek, you're on Fez. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, you know, like uh, hunters, we do care about the animals and the population. The thing about it is, is if there's nothing to regulate the uh, population, then you end up with overpopulation and disease and everything else, and they all die out anyway. So without natural predators, then, uh, you know, we won't have any wildlife. I know I brought up the idea of moving them. What about sterilization? Is there any sort of, like, you could put, like, feed out there that would sterilize the deer without killing them? Poison the deer. Love the idea of poisoning animals. Because that's always been really, really good for uh, nature when we add chemicals to it. Uh, love the idea. Then when they, when they shit and it gets into the fucking feed out there, other animals are ster uh, get sterile from that. Yeah, great idea. And somehow we'll get back into our uh, food supply and our food chain. I'm loving what you're doing here, Fez. We know more than God. Uh, Jack in Vermont, you're on running Fez. Hey, boy, say, Fezzy, uh, the deer are going to starve. It's a fucking horrible way to go over the course of a winter. Or a hunter blast one with a yacht 6 and it's fucking over like that. It's humanity, buddy. you got to fucking look at the big picture, Fez. I was trying to look at a big picture by moving them. But apparently that's too big to, to pull off. Too big of a picture. What do you mean? Well, it's, you know, when I looked into it before... And we are so you, overrun you, you, with deer. You, you have to remember, not everybody listens to every moment of the show, particularly when it's sometimes a, a year apart. So you just kind of tell a little backstory and come up with it for folks. Uh, Fez wanted to move the deer by truck and train uh, out west until he looked into it. And it might not even be something that, you know, you even want to bring back up on. Let's take a break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll let you know how the U.S. is doing in our bracket. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ronnie B. Fezzy W. Ron and Fez. Serious 197. XM 202. The virus. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for the donut, man. I'll just give you the money that you give me the donut and the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I just can't imagine a scenario where I would have to prove that I bought a donut. Some skeptical friends. Don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. Yeah, Roddy B. Fancy W. Of the virus. They're gonna eat your face off. They in your face. All right, uh, crazy, crazy uh, stuff going on. The world is panicking right now. And you can see on ESPN, it's Nevada Smiths live. This is the, the bar in New York City uh, where soccer uh, games are on at all times. Even in Times Square, they've got this ESPN feed up because the entire world is uh, picking out 
what brackets they're in. This is the bracket that we're in. Patty B, Fezzy W, on the virus. Uh, we've got the country of Angolan, Angolan, United States of America, then Algeria, and Slovenia. All right. And you know what I say, Dave? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck Slovenia. Well, you know, you got to feel like out of all the pools that you're into, uh, you know, if you, of course, you're going to be panicked over England, but if you don't get England, you're going to get, you know, the Netherlands, Brazil, Spain, mm -hmm. Italy, Argentina, South Africa. I mean, South Africa is the only, you know, kind of lucky one. But then, all right, here's where all the groups together. And let's just go over whether you think the grouping is uh, good or not. Uh, South Africa, Mexico, Uruguay, and France. That's weak sauce. You got France, period. Right. Argentina, uh, Nigeria, uh, South Korea, and Greece. I'd say Greece is the word. Interesting. Korea Republic. It was weird because watching on ESPN, yeah. they first called it South Korea, then changed the name live to Korea Republic. Well, they're not allowed to call it. South Korea weekend, though. That's weird, though. No, I know, but they, ESPN was actually calling it that. Well, you know, they're trying to get along with people. <laughs> Maybe know, something to do, happened. They're trying to do a... Well, they never were called South Korea. That's just our <laughs> nickname for them. Like, West Germany, we had that. Mm -hmm. That was never their name. Uh, Greece, that's all about Greece, unless Argentina finally gets its fucking shit back together. Then England, United States, Algeria, and Slovenia. That, of course, is all England, but you got to figure we can... Move uh, pretty quickly into number two there. Feel mm -hmm. good. Feel good. Uh, Germany, Australia, Serbia, and Ghana. Oh, that's it's going to look like Germany's doing it again. <laughs> Another fucking march. Germany. Netherlands, Denmark, Japan, Cameroon. And then Italy, Paraguay, New Zealand, Slovakia. Uh, Brazil, North Korea, Ivory Coast, Portugal. Nice. And then Spain, Honduras, Chile, and I don't know who's going to be the, the last one to go in there. Okay. I'll give you an upset special. I guess that's Switzerland that's going to go in there. I'll give you an upset special right now. Yeah. Group G, Ivory Coast, is going to upset that bracket, which features Brazil, North Korea, and Portugal. Dave, uh, wake up. Uh, wake up. I know they're fast. I'm giving I know they're you. fun. But Portugal... And Brazil. And, Brazil and North Korea. Ass. And North Korea, which fuck, is pretty easy. Fuck North Korea. That's you love the good. Ivory Coast. I've, I've always loved them and Cameroon. I like you... them, too, because they're fast, and yeah. they get the black thing going on. I dig them in a big, big way. And I like Cameroon. But you ever game. notice they never win? No, but they never go big. But sometimes Cameroon, like uh, I remember as a kid, Cameroon advanced very far. By the way, I, there's no better name than Ivory Coast. So I'm going <laughs> to give you that. Ivory Coast... Is your Cincinnati Bengals. That's my upset special. Except you actually picked it. <laughs> Where Fez, we have nothing of him picking the Bengals. We have him picking the Eagles. And based on the, the high-flying of Mike Vick. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're in front of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. What's up, buddy? Good. I got my sleeper, Ivory Coast, to win the World Cup this year. You kind of took my thunder, but I like them to go all the way this year. You, you're just Davey Mack, Matt. You're a Davy Mac special of your neighborhood. Good for you, Matt. Good for you. Us Ivory Coasters got to stick together. <laughs> I got my dark horse. I'm ready to pick. Okay. Ivory Coast. <laughs> and I'll, not, all right. You can. And I'll you tell you why. There's been a buzz about him for the last couple moments. I just heard it. Here. Yeah, I'm picking up a, a crazy buzz. Uh, chatter, 
as the FBI likes to point out. Well, There's been a lot of chatter. Also, when is Brazil going to like really falter? You know, like when are they? Probably gonna... not during World Cup. But I'm talking like 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 the Yankees. They're not, of they're not as big as they used to be. I know, they're but... certainly not. The, they're not the Brazil they used to be. There's no doubt about that. But they still advance. If I had to say, I mean, obviously, I, I root USA all the way, but sooner or later. We got to see another England win, don't we? I mean, I think I would be happy to see England win. Mm. Uh, Italy, what do I care? Germany, never going to care. <laughs> mm, Spain has got a great fucking team, but who beat them? I'll give you three fucking letters. USA. Yeah. Fuck you. Spain is probably the number one seeded team right now. Really? Mm-hmm. They won for, for a long haul without losing any games at all. How are like those, you know, Australia, New Zealand type teams? What do you think? Crazy white people live upside down. Shitty. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to live upside down the rest of your life? The fucking toilets go the wrong way. When saying that, it means that they come straight up out of the toilet, hit the fucking ceiling. <laughs> That's their way. When, we go, when they sick. say, I'm going to take a shit, you go like this. We'll try not to get in chandelier because we live upside down here. No, no you're worth using a toilet. Um, now I know why Paul Hogan's so popular down there. <laughs> Uh, here's Kyle. Kyle, North Carolina, you're in my face. Dave, you're a dumbass, dude. Bring it. Portugal's got Cristiano Ronaldo. What are you talking about? Ivory Coast has guys Ronaldo's who are... got nothing on Ronaldo. Nothing. Ronaldo's great, but, um, anything can happen in the cup. I like to see they got a fucking Oscar winner out there. Charlize Theron, she does everything, doesn't she? Arrested Development. She does it all. I like to see her go for the EGOT. What's the EGOT? Don't you watch TV at all? Not since my cable uh, has been out for two weeks. Don't you care anything about show business? Sure. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Ooh. And when they brought that up last night, I picked three. I did not realize Miss Whoopi Goldberg had won one. But I got Mike Nichols, the director. Uh... Well, I have obviously got Rita Moreno, who we all know. And, you know, the, the Mike Nichols thing uh, didn't surprise me. Richard Rogers was probably uh, a fucking gimme on that. Did you Wait, you said Streisand. You said her. No, she didn't win. But Whoopi did. But Whoopi, her, her Emmy is a daytime Emmy. Hmm. It's not an Emmy. I don't think Which so. Which award was Streisand missing? Um, well, she got a, she never got a Tony. She got a, what do you call it, Tony? Like a lifetime Tony. Oh. So she is in there as like the special yeah, not, dispensation for like lifetime achievement. That doesn't count. I, I agree with that. Then. Why don't she just go back and win her ass a Tony? <laughs> really? What is she the, fucking waiting for? That would for? be the easiest one. She yeah? should be back and do Hello Dolly right now. What's easier, a, a Grammy or a Tony? Because Oscars and Emmys I still hold in high esteem. Um, Emmys I don't hold in high esteem because no? they give them out locally. I know guys have written, got one Emmys for stuff they did in, you know, Kansas City News. <laughs> Fuck that. that. You get the same looking award. Oh, yeah. Well, that's bullshit. There should be a local Emmys <laughs> and national Emmys. If it's bullshit, then don't fucking let them have the Emmy name. That's what fucking frustrates me. Right. Call it something else. Call it a Loki. <laughs> and it's just a fucking Loki award. It's an Emmy just, like, fishing. And, like, some of that, like, when it really comes down to songwriters, okay. Doesn't matter where you're doing your fucking songwriter. Um, yeah, that's the John concept. Gilgood was one of them. Because some of those guys get over, you forget on the spoken word. Oh, album. 
Which, who buys a spoken word album? <laughs> well, Al Gore has an Oscar, right? He's got an Oscar. Uh, so he, he could he's get got a an Grammy. Emmy. He, he, he could get a Grammy for he some might have got of... He might have gotten a Grammy for for the spoken word of his, his book being read. Yeah, that's and, what I mean. And this isn't in the group, but he's got a Nobel. <laughs> Which is the big daddy of them all. That fucks up everything. If he could just get his hands on a Tony, you know, maybe some kind of musical. Oh, he doesn't have to do a musical. He just does a one-man show. Just sitting and there. If he would have done that fucking show that he won the Oscar for, he could have doubled down. Just do it out of New York. Maybe it could be like an updated vagina monologues. You like know, Billy Crystal about... got one for telling his life story. Remember when he did it like a yeah. year or two ago? And they... It's just like stand-up, but they flash up slides. <clears throat> you get to see a slide at Yankee Stadium while he's talking about it. Billy Crystal has one of those honorary Oscars, <laughs> right, for his hosting duties. I don't duties. think so. I don't I, think they gave him one. Yeah, I think they gave him <laughs> his last time he hosted. They decided to give him an honorary Oscar for hosting. Just for hosting, not for anything else. It was an award they basically invented for him, I think. Mm. Uh, Greg, Colorado. Hey, Ronnie, uh, upset special would be chilly unless they've already been kicked out. Uh, I think they were kicked out like 20 years ago because... Uh, one of the goalies slashed his own forehead with some razor blades and said that a bottle was thrown at him. So I love the cheating attitude, but I'm not sure if they've been kicked out already. Yeah, they get Spain in that thing. Don't they take the first two up and then it's I think fucking so. sudden death from that point on? I love the World Cup. I'm so excited we have it. New York is <coughs> crazy. Yep. <coughs> I don't like Chile very much. They're, they're a little bit cold right now. <laughs> is that the joke you were going for? <laughs> Mel Brooks was one of them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Mel Brooks has won Tony, Grammy, Oscar, Emmy. God bless him. But, you know, he won the Oscar uh, as a writer for the producers. He never won it as a director. And he won the Emmys as an actor. He won the, the Grammy, of course, as a songwriter of those silly fucking songs that he did. He might have even won the comedy for, um, you know, that... 2,000-year-old man bit, mm. which was fucking phenomenal. Right. Just uh, bizarrely crazy. Funny shit. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, what is this? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, dealing with booking. We have a, might have a guest available uh, for a little bit later today. For today? Yeah, for today, yeah. Who is it? Uh, Broken Lizard. Uh, why doesn't that seem familiar to me? Why would I have a guest that I never heard of before? Oh, they're the guys who did Super Troopers, and so they have a new oh, movie coming out. I end up calling them Super Troopers. Well, they're actually Broken Lizard. Broken Lizard is their, um... It's like their troop name, that's the... Yeah, right. They're guys that started as a troop. Like My Python, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> have you seen the Super Troopers, Dave? Yes, I did. Uh, what's the new one they got? It's uh, the Slam and Salmon. I didn't see that. Yeah. So Michael it's Clark Duncan. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan plays a fucking lunatic in it. Yeah, what they do is they always like pick a different genre and then they run with that for a while. Because there's like a ton of them. I don't know how many there is, but there's a bunch. <laughs> I like anybody that works outside. You know what I mean? Like they do their own thing. You know, like, all right, we're a bunch of guys and every once in a while we make a movie or we go on tour and then you pay us. And I don't see them basically being Hollywood guys. 
They got I, their own thing going on. I see you, you know? look like you weren't into the Super Troopers. They got their no, no. I, I like Super Troopers. Uh, Beer Fest was another one of their films. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, Broken Lizard is their name. Yeah, Broken Lizard. I've been mistakenly calling them Super Troopers for years. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll put them on if right. you want to come in. But here's the thing: they got to sign some Super Trooper stuff so we can put it on two or two friends. All right, we'll do. We'll do a. Uh, Super Trooper, we'll do some kind of Broken Lizard. I almost called him Broken Beer Bottle, and there was no fucking reason in the world to do that. It's kind of a cool name. But after the interview, at some point, we'll do a trivia contest, and we'll get him to sign some, you know, uh, the Super Trooper DVD. Oh, cool. Um, all right, here's our buddy Smith in Minnesota. What is it, Smith? If uh, England win their group and the U.S. finish second and Germany win their group, that would mean we would face Germany in the first round of the knockout stage, Bring which it. probably wouldn't go well. Well, I mean, look, once you get to that round, you're going to be playing great fucking teams. Well, unless you get uh, the first group, uh, South Africa's ranked 86th. Yeah, but um, every, every year it's like that. And if there would have been some lucky break that we get that, yeah. But we got beat by South Africa before, so it doesn't matter. But you, you're not going to be able to hide your way into the fucking World Cup. You know, no, we're going. No. If you want to win this, you got to beat Germany. You got to beat Spain, Portugal, Greece. All these fucking teams are better than us. No matter where we go, we're going to be the underdog. So we got to have some underdog wins. And we've done that. That's how we've actually. <laughs> Gotten into being a good international soccer team. We're okay. Uh, I would say we're good. Uh, when you see us playing the good teams. All right, are you saying that there's also great? Yes. Okay, who's in the great division? Brazil is great team. Um, England, Spain, Spain is great Germany. Team. Germany's great. Greece is also great. Because, I mean, these are the teams that I've even France is great. for years. Yeah. Yes, France is great. So if you're you're looking at eight to ten teams that you're calling great. <clears throat> that only puts you like third round to get lucky. You know what I mean? Like if you want to win this, you gotta go through the fucking gauntlet. You gotta, you know, pull the upsets. Yeah, well we <coughs> gotta start somewhere. I mean remember ninety six wasn't that long ago where what? We got to the semifinals. No, 13 I, years. I, I thirteen years ago. No, I honestly I agree with you, but I'm saying you gotta do that by knocking people off. You can't be like, well, we're playing Germany, it's over. You know, you got to beat fucking Germany if you want right. to advance. You're going to have to beat England at some point if you want to win the thing. You yeah. know, and, you got to beat France. You got to beat Brazil. You got to beat Argentina. Any tournament scenario, even in March Madness, mm -hmm. North Carolina last year had to beat good teams. They had right. to beat Michigan State, which was a very good basketball team. I remember Michigan State looks up and they're playing North Carolina. They're right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> then they're going to play Duke. And, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to have to play the great teams. Right. You know, we can't be sitting around and we don't want to play Germany. <laughs> that's There's, what we want. Yeah. Just a chance to play Germany. <laughs> right. That's because... the whole point. Now, luckily, we get to play Algeria and Slovenia on the way there. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't know where the fuck, where is Slovenia? What is it? I think it's uh, one of those breakaway states, isn't it? One of those things. From that, Russia? Like yeah, a Baltic thing. Yeah, it didn't used to exist. And now they took it. They cracked it a little bit. So See, that's one reason why Russia's got to get back to being old school Russia. Is because to, They're to, trying. to stop with the Slovenias of the world and this and that. Uh, Tony in Boston, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, I got a prediction. World Cup final uh, U.S. over those grease balls from uh, Italy. 
three to one. There you have it, folks. Um, a very racist <laughs> and yet profound <laughs> attempt is, uh, to make a pick. All right, Tony. That's right. Oh. And a dominant go win. Ahead, go ahead, Tony. He had a Broken Lizard movie he wanted to bring up. We lost him. Sorry about that, Tony. Uh, Broken Lizard, I guess, well, they may or may not stop down. So if you're a fan, um, it should be fun for you. And if you're not a fan, you'll, you'll be like me and learn about them as they come in. Uh, yeah, Beer Fest was good. I don't know a lot about them. I saw their last movie, and I'm sure I saw Super Troopers. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Super Troopers is the the big one. They're going to be absolutely hysterical when they get in here. Just yeah. Thank you. Ah! I think. <laughs> yeah. Kids in the hall running down, the <laughs> ah! pouring water. Yeah, with electrical equipment around. <laughs> I had to be a coffee bitch the entire time. I'm the gay one. <laughs> we, we, we got it, Scott. We've seen Larry Sanders and all your subsequent ah, stuff. my pants are down. Right, pick him up, Kevin. That was fun, actually. Though <laughs> I like we got. Is this your act? Go for it. No, nah, be there. It was. It was. It, it, that was one of my favorites of all time. Just getting coffee all the time was a little bit strange. But. What's the difference? Well, the guy's fucking... You tried drinking all night and doing a fucking show the next day. Oh, afternoon. I didn't know. He was hungover? Was that it? Fuck yeah. Oh. Smelled like a brewery. <laughs> I kind of think he's kind of fairly well-known alcoholic, right? Isn't that well-known? Uh, I knew he drank, so I didn't know that he was, like, that bad. He drinks, like, for, for, like Hicks to stop the pain. <laughs> he's not drinking for fun. He's I drinking because he was... something hurts in the darkness. I thought he was the best one on that show. Dave Foley we're talking about. I, thought I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say who was <laughs> fucking alcoholic. Well, maybe it was Kevin McDowell. No, he doesn't have the talent to be drunk. <laughs> um, got the face for it, though. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Sean Georgia. Run a fest. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, uh, you, you were talking a little bad about spoken word, but what about something like William Shatner's Common People? That's yeah, a joke. It's not spoken word. It's a fucking little comedy thing that he does. It's wonderful. We've played it many times on the show. <laughs> Mom and I have played it quite a few times. It's a well-known piece. All right, the boys are ready to stop in? Yep. We got uh, Jay, Chandra Sekar, Kevin Heffern... Chandra Sekar. That's how you say Jay's last name. Kevin Heffernan. I thought there was two different guys. Jay. I thought there was a Jay and Anaconda Sekar. Jay Chandrasekhar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, and Eric Stolhansky. All from Broken Lizard. We're missing one, right? Yeah, Pete. Paul. 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 Sorry. Pete. Where's Pete? Mary. All right, their new album, I mean, their, their new movie, why don't you plug it, Fez? It's the Slammin' Salmon, comes out in theaters a week from today, that's December 11th, opening nationwide from Broken Lizard. All right, so coming up, the boys from Broken Lizard.
Simon Salmon is the new movie, and the guys from Broken Lizard are here. How's it going, fellas? Good. Great. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. First of all, congratulations. It's really cool that you guys uh, have... Is this the fifth? Number five, yeah. Number five. Yep. Uh, And it's really an unusual thing, right, to be able to stay together like this and, and make films and kind of do it away from everything that's happening in Hollywood. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we kind of bullied our way into the film business because we, you know, we write our own jokes and we cast mm-hmm. ourselves and then we, ma- we make the films behind the scenes too. And I think, I think the reality is if we had to have tried to compete and try to just audition for things, I, I don't know if it would have happened for us. Wouldn't have worked for anybody? <laughs> no. Maybe that. <laughs> Maybe that. It, it's really great, I guess, when you're casting each other. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think you'd be great for this part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you you would not be that good for this part. There's a lot of that, too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard enough to keep a rock band together, sure. but to keep a comedy troupe together. You know, I just did uh, something with Cheech and Chong, okay. and there's only two of them, yeah, and yeah. they couldn't stay together. <laughs> right. It still got too annoying. Yeah. Uh, but you guys have been together. How long is the whole troupe together? About 15 years. 15, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, since college. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And started off just as a fun thing and never broke it off? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were, Colgate didn't, we went to Colgate University and, and they didn't have a sketch comedy group. Mm-hmm. And so we started it and, and it was sort of instantly a hit because it, there was nothing Nothing like else. It. Nothing and, else. Uh, and, and we, you know, the, there was quite a rush from, from that, from that. And so we moved to New York City and we, thanks. And we uh, reformed as Broken Lizard, and and we've been at it ever since. And it's a weird thing to be able, like, so you guys didn't study improv. There's no kind of Second City background, or I I did. This is Jay. I studied uh, in Chicago uh, the Second City spinoff. This thing called uh, the Improv Olympic. Oh yeah. Uh, I did that for about uh, nine months or so, and then I came back to Colgate and tried to teach it to everybody. Brought the games to everyone. Yeah, but the reality is, I I didn't didn't, work out. I didn't know it that well, (laughs) you know. So they're like, "What do we do?" Now I'm like I really don't know, so we decided to just write sketches instead. Although we we used to warm up at the beginning of our of every rehearsal or writing session, we'd warm up and play freeze tag with each other. Sure, and we'd all be like, "What the what what are we doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> and it always ends up in the masturbation joke. Yeah. Every freeze yeah. tag quickly. Hey, I'm jerking him off, and yeah. like, all right, now Somebody where do we go? Back to that. Now where do we go? Oh, you, you should come to our live show tomorrow night. At, <laughs> I do 15 minutes on masturbation. <laughs> A lot of masturbation jokes. Uh, so when you write the thing though, the difference though when you're writing sketches in front of a live audience, you can't kind of break out of it. If a stand-up is doing an act and it's kind of not going well, the audience is rowdy, you can, you know, suddenly break uh, from your material, yeah. start talking, but you guys are kind of stuck into that, I guess. Yeah, you can't pull the chute in the middle of the sketch. <laughs> I mean, you've wanted to. Yeah. Sure, many times you wanted to. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about sketches, that there's always somebody else out there suffering with you. Right. <laughs> you know, if it bombs, you're like, well, you're really bombing <laughs> This sucked for you. Yeah, they hate you. You did an awful job. <laughs> what you can do, which we do, is you run backstage and look at the set list and just start cutting sketches. That's the other thing that you can possibly do. Now, hope. the difference, though, when you do a film, it takes a while before you get the audience mm-hmm. to decide whether it's funny or not. If you're, well, like, like when you're doing sketches live, 
the audience kind of helps write the sketch as time goes on. They'll change the timing yeah, yeah. of the yeah. sketch. You know where the laughs are right. and that stuff, yeah. Uh, and you know where, oh, suddenly I'm like, all right, this is a place to pause, give me three beats, because this one's going to kill. Right. Yeah. You do that Wait in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you do that in a movie, no one can quick hurry up and jump in. Yeah. You no, know? what we do now, we do uh, a bunch of test screening, right? Uh -huh. So you make a movie, you throw it in front of an audience and see where the laughs are, and then you can edit accordingly, you know? Mm. And so that's, you know, it's similar. You kind of get that same. But then, but you, you can't hear them smile, right? Just so <laughs> slightly we smile. Have arguments about whether they're smiling or whether they're groaning. And, yeah. You know. yeah. So then we, what we did is we, we put an infrared camera on the audience to see teeth. <laughs> they were like, look, they're smiling. This is no, they're grimacing. they're grimacing. Yeah. They're grimacing. They're grimacing. They're smiling. They're grimacing. Well, you know, the, the smile works a lot better in a film than it will in, you know, in a theater piece because, like, the, the Chris Guest uh, yeah. films are really just kind of clever that you just yeah, stay yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. amused yeah. that I got that. Yeah, That's really, smilers. Yeah. yeah, and you feel good about it. And you bring your Let's also say that we got the references. You can't have that in a the theater, though. That'll no. kill you. No. No, the silence is, <laughs> is, is definite. Is definite. <laughs> yeah, you want the roar. Yeah. So when you write this, everybody writes together? We all write together, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And when everyone does things together, someone's always doing more. Yeah, well, we have a, uh, you know, the way our process works is we'll sit in a round table and throw yeah. out general ideas, and then we'll each take, you know, 15 to 20 pages and write a section of the script. So we have a 100-page first draft. And then uh, one guy becomes the point man, who we like to call the bitch. Mm -hmm. And the bitch is really the most thankless job on the planet because you start, uh, you have to take everybody's notes. And what happens is you're writing furiously while everyone else is laughing and having a good time and riffing and everything. You're just writing, 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 and then you implement the notes, and nobody ever says, like, good job or anything like that. They just tear you your work you apart. Why'd you do it this way? Yeah. When, when you're pulling that together, how long is it taking, though? How long does it take to get a script? Because I don't know of any other people that write the way that you guys are writing. I mean, the way we write is we'll, we'll, we'll spend a few weeks and get an outline, and then we'll split up the outline into uh, maybe 20 scenes each, right? So it's 80 total. Mm -hmm. So each guy does maybe 100 total. So each guy does 20 scenes. And so you're, you turn in, you know, 25, 30 pages. Uh, and we put it all together, and it's this sort of Frankenstein thing. And sure. it's like 150 pages long. And then, you know, we do, we do notes on those. We each rewrite our own section, and then we turn it over to the bitch who sort of makes it all one. <laughs> and then we do 17 more drafts before we shoot. It's, so, it's sweet, because I just told that version of the story, but with... Five sections at twenty pages each, and a hundred page first draft. And he told it with thirty pages and hundred sections. In the... the problem is you're sitting back too far. Right. I really yeah. do feel uh, you're in the bitch spot. Yeah. You're, you're in the bitch spot. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. You're the bitch. I was the bitch I, on the slam I, and salmon. I feel so. very humiliated. Mm -hmm. Right. Where are you? The, no. You know what? No, it's it's going to work out better this way. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's cool telling a story and then hearing the fat version of the story being told. Exactly. You added thirty pages on. Let me tell you what you just heard. <laughs> but in my words, <laughs> fight them off. Don't ever let them get to you. Don't let them. Don't let them. I'm yours, man. I'm yeah. yours. Uh, the flow on this uh, must be awful at first, though, right? Since everybody's writing differently. Yeah, yeah, it it becomes, longer, yeah, yeah. I think he's right. Frankenstein monster. It's like yeah. you have five different voices and things like that. And yeah. So you, that's part of the big struggle is to get it back into one. Into one voice. And it seems like, am I wrong? Where you guys will just pick a theme to do this, like this latest piece. It's the the restaurant, so you need to have that one piece of here's where a lot of people are together. Yeah, I think yeah. we need we have to pick a 
because there's five of us, we always have to pick something that can accommodate five guys, mm-hmm. right? So you can't do like uh, Solaris, you know, one astronaut in space. <laughs> right. You can't do that. Yeah, we're going to yeah. space men, <laughs> right? Cops, so you got to pick five. firemen, you know, a basketball team, a basketball in the fifties, <laughs> if it's a five of us. Right, right. Sure, it's got to make sure you could play. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You would start. Um, so you start there. You start picking your worlds. Had you, any of you guys worked in restaurants before? Have you been through that uh, awful, awful life? Yeah. These three guys yeah, waited tables together in the same restaurant at the same time. Jay, Jay in the city? Jay, yeah. yeah, up at uh, 92nd and Madison uh, in Carnegie Hill, a place called Busby's. Mm-hmm. Jay trained me. Oh, is that right? He was my trainer. Yeah, I thought he was uh, waiter material, so I brought him in <laughs> and uh, gave him an audition, and uh, he passed. Which was great, because I was working at a record store at the time, you know, making like eight bucks an hour or something. I had long hair and earrings, so they, they had me, and then Jay said, you know, you can make $125 a night mm-hmm. at this place. And Look so out. He brought me up there, and, they, you know, uh, the big test is you have to learn how to open a bottle of wine with that waiter corkscrew. Yeah. It's a different corkscrew. Without leaving the cork inside. Yeah, Without leaving the cork, and keeping the label, the bottle upright, facing the customer. And it's it's nerve-wracking, because the test to become a waiter is that you have to open it in front of the owners, and your trainer has to stand over your shoulder. <laughs> with a big fake smile plastered on your face. <laughs> and, if, and if it doesn't work out, it reflects yeah. poorly on him, not me. <laughs> and you guys uh, use the, the, the fake smile plays its way through this whole thing about just pleasing awful people. Yeah. Uh, constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, true. And your and your boss too. And your boss yeah. uh who in this uh is played by one of the scarier looking people. Oh man. On the plane. We just left him. He just said, like, I'm out of here. And he went and got an airplane. That's a great impression of him. So it's yeah. really, that was really good. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Way um, to commit. I'm, I'm <laughs> out I'm out Michael Clark Duncan who uh yeah. normally plays uh the lovable Sweet guy, don't be afraid of him. Yeah, you took him in a dri- different direction and said, "Be afraid of him." Yeah, it was kind of well because we wrote this part and um, we didn't realize what we were getting ourselves into, but we had based it on Mike Tyson. So we wrote like in that Mike Tyson voice, that kind of like high, lispy, crazy uh-huh. flights of fancy voice. And so we wrote all this dialogue and then realized we had to actually find someone to play the part and be terrifying and huge and a boxer and also funny. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to find that person, and you know we gave the script to Michael because he fits the physical, but we didn't know he didn't do a lot of comedy movies, you know. No. And so uh, uh, he came in though, and just he nailed it. Like, right. He came in, and we we just breathed a sigh of relief. You know, it's like the title name of the movie is the character, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and he's terrifying, and there's something about his face. In the film, that it's almost like a little disconnected, which is <laughs> yeah. the perfect "this guy scares the shit out of me" yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether you guys ever cop dope before, but he reminded me of everybody <laughs> that you would ever have to cop to. Going, this is great, but I just want to leave now. No, I don't want to stay here with you. Um, uh, Super Troopers was the big uh, first one for you, right? You guys yeah. went from just being guys working around theaters and clubs and stuff and waiting tables and waiting tables (laughs) you get this piece out there how big uh how big did everything change for you at that point it was you know the i think people think it's it was an overnight thing it was actually very gradual because like we released the movie in the theaters and it, it did fine in the theaters and then it took about a year of it being out on dvd for suddenly people to start yelling stuff to us like it just caught on Slowly. It was uh, a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but eventually people, you know. It was a big burn, though. People started recognizing yeah. it. was a big slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. And they won't leave you alone about that one. 
no, people no. really want those characters to yeah. come back. Any any plans on They're it? They're coming yet? back. We've written uh, three drafts of Super Troopers two. Uh-huh. Still trooping. <laughs> not really, not really, not really. But that would have worked, wouldn't it? No, how about this? How about this? <laughs> Super Troopers. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anything at all? Super no, Troopers. This, That's nice. This is some of the stuff to run past the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it goes. Just put it out there. Like it. See if anybody's digging it. What do you guys it? think about Super Troopers? <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Now, did, I don't know whether you saw the Super Bad. Did you feel like they lifted your characters a little bit? Not? No, no. I mean, we don't have the... The the corner on uh, funny cops. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they they made a, they've made some funny cop movies before, like um, the Leslie Nielsen one, Naked Gun, Naked Gun, yeah, and Police Squad, and Police Academy, Police Academy, right? Police Academy Six. Yeah. You know, but maybe we can get a rap thing where you just start and turn on Apatel and just start to blast get in a fight. <laughs> yeah, wherever you go. We Make it East Coast, West Coast. We don't want to pick a comedy <laughs> war with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really is. He kind of rules. He might win. Yeah, yeah. like He's taking on Hitler, on but in 39, yeah. before yeah. everybody else was. Because yeah. no, they haven't turned on him yet. No. There's still a, a great love yeah. for him. He's a good guy. And yeah. you guys will go off and, and work separately, right? At different yeah, sometimes. Points. Yeah, sure. Um, how long do you do you want to keep it together or because I don't even know if you you you've got anybody to look ahead as like role models like even the pythons haven't been doing it as long as what you guys are doing now I don't think yeah and, they, and in the movie certainly in the movie niche you mm-hmm. know it's hard to find someone who's been been doing it for a long time so but I don't know I think we'll continue on as long as people yeah, we'd like to make it like another five make about another five sure sure and then Finally, tell each other what you really think yeah. of each other <laughs> yeah. after all these and years. And by the way, yeah, I'm going back I to waiting like tables. The, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the way you eat your sandwich. Um, you you directed this one. I right? did, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were doing the ones before, or how did that? Uh, work? Yeah, I did the ones before. Uh, why make the switch? How come uh, you decided <clears> to? He this um stuff? he directed the Dukes of Hazard for Warner Brothers, and then he was out of our price range. Ah, mm. I see. He was huge. He was way too big. For he us. passed on the project. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I'll act in it. I'll act in it. I'll just show tables. up. Yeah. But forget about it otherwise. Is it tough to uh, direct your friends and the, and the <laughs> people that you... We're not ro- friends. That's the thing. Uh, well, so easy. your acquaintances who you wrote the movie with, These who know I all know. your weaknesses? Uh, it, it's not that bad. It was... It's actually kind of nice you have a pretty good comfort zone because mm-hmm. we, in all of our movies, we, we work with the same crew. You know, a lot of times you work with the same actors. So it's it's very kind of family feeling. So sure. it wasn't like I was, you know, nervous about not knowing the people I was working with. So that, that's, that was fine. They're a little bit prima donnas, which I didn't realize until, mm-hmm. until I was directing. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It can change, isn't it? It's like as soon as yeah. you're driving, it's not so funny how heartbeat. loud the music is. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if having your soy milk at 54 degrees is prima donna, then fine, I'm a prima donna. Okay. Seriously, if, if having small portion meals delivered to my trailer every two hours is prima donna, <laughs> so be it. I'm a so prima donna. So then you're prima donna. <laughs> if having you massage my upper thighs is prima donna. Okay, then so be it. So be it. This has really turned into an awkward car trip. It really it? Just is. like, let's try to yes, keep this going. And thank out. you for opening up a, a wound. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my job. I think is to bring you in right. here. I'm just looking for any piece of weakness in the in the group that I can finally, uh, you know, expose. Yeah, yeah expose. Yeah. Get it out on TMZ. Kevin, uh, Kevin's knees are weak. They are. <laughs> I don't know if TMZ is going to be that they interesting. They don't care about my knees. <laughs> weak knees? <Yeah. laughs> Strong box office, yeah. but weak <laughs> knees. 
Um, and I, I also notice you guys will not try to do, uh, at least in the last film, uh, stuff that's kind of current. You know, it feels like some of these films could have been made at any time. Is that done on purpose that way? Uh, you know, the style, I, I think if you're saying it, like, I mean, with the films that we sort of most admire are the ones Landis did, like mm -hmm. Blues Brothers, Animal House, Trading Places, and, and I mean, that, maybe that we're unconsciously sort of imitating those. Right. You know. And but, you're right. So yeah. Any of those films could come out today yeah. and be fine. And you want to, like, you know, the, the great thing we love about our movies is it seems like our fans like to watch them over and over again, mm -hmm. and then people discover them, and then they watch them over and over again, so... To have a sense of timelessness, I think, is, is you know, a good thing. It, it's it's, it's yeah. actually tougher to do than I think yeah. most people do. Because there's certainly always that opportunity to go with what's ever making people laugh today. Which is, a lot of times, just reference stuff. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, if you tend to watch something, you might have a hilarious... Paris Hilton joke. Right. And then, you know, two years later, who? It's not, yeah, it's not who is that person? Yeah. No, you keep that in mind, though, definitely, when you will throw those things out, somebody's improv, throws out a line like that, you're like, ah, we should probably take that out, put something in that's, you know. You did that. Jay didn't do that. He let us run free. Oh, really? Yeah, he was nice to us. Oh, I was trying to protect the movie. Who did you prefer as a director, honestly? God, neither one, really. Neither? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a are monkey. you... They were both monsters. What's the criteria here? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, basically... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it is uh, <laughs> slamandmovie.com. Do you guys stay in touch with all the all your fans? I know that they're so hardcore. Is there, do they, do, you know, do you reach out to you and yeah. keep them up to date on stuff? Well, we're on the road. We've been, we've been, we've done a fifty-show tour around mm -hmm. the entire country. So, we've been meeting them. And uh, after the show, we do like an hour and ten-minute show. After that, we go out and talk and take pictures. And yeah, it's kind of cool because we haven't done it in yeah. a long time. And so going out and seeing the fans is pretty fun. And, and does the, the fans kind of remind you of guys that you would have gotten along with if you would have met them back in college as well? I mean, do they, because you're all together like that right, and right. having the same background, do they seem similar with you as well? Or Well, for the most part. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you travel this country, you realize there is a wide variety of people out there. Mm -hmm. Don't just so, the fans. No, no, I'm not saying. But <laughs> no, it's time they, they heard the truth. Go ahead. Well, we like everybody. But, but for instance, yeah. for the first time in my life, in one of these cities a few weeks ago, I actually feared for my life for the first time because there was a weirdo mm -hmm. who came up and, and told me how much he loved the show, but then proceeded to rip it apart and say we, uh, we were uh, pandering too much. And then wanted to know what the temperature in Hollywood was. And <laughs> well, he, he literally, specifically, he was like this. He goes, so what's the mood in Hollywood in general? <laughs> like he was just unable to stay still. Yeah. And he was just so creepy. He was, he was faking being in the press. Yeah. Yeah. He said, my press credentials wouldn't work in here. They couldn't get me inside to pay for a ticket. And the show was really good, except you guys pandered so much to the crowd. <laughs> he was what's so it? scary. Yeah, yeah sure. So that, he was saying that to me, and I said, hey, there's Steve Lemmy over there. And then he went over. <laughs> yeah. he, caught me, he caught up with me two times. Yeah. And he had like a, a trench coat on. And I really, I was, I was, uh, I was starting to. Get, it was the first time it occurred to me that somebody could, you know, take me out. Take oh, sure, yeah. uh, stay away from the fans. I think you've learned that. <laughs> That's the, the important point. And you know, the last person I said that to and wouldn't listen, John Lennon. Ah, John Lennon. I said, stay away from the fans. See? He wouldn't do it. Uh, if he they, did, he would be seventy years old. He'd be seventy years old yeah, and still like tomorrow or something, and still wouldn't have 
you know, made yeah. us as happy as he did when he was younger. I guess so. That's I the sad so. part. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming in. Continue success to you. It's slamandmovie.com. Check it out to find out where you can see it in uh, your neck of the woods. Thanks a lot, fellas. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Sirius 197 XM 202. The virus. The Ron and Fez Show. Pan pizza is great, but put a ring of cheese in the crust and jackpot. Courts are great in between them. Run and Fence. Run and Fence Show. Weekdays in Ann Arbor. They're giving you what you want. When you want it. While the other guys are rocking, we're talking. The Rod and Fez Show. They spin the topics. Rod and Fez spin the ideas. They don't give you all the music you need. Rod and Fez. All right, reboot me over here, Dave. It's like a fucking nightmare. The fucking mic is a nightmare. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Oprah has decided she thinks she's going to be Tiger's friend, Tiger Woods' friend, and advise him on his scandalous situation. Now, first of all, Oprah, please, you haven't been through the same scandal. You didn't end up with in any sort of affair that you have to defend. You also didn't, you know, possibly have a spouse take a golf club to you. Is it just because she's famous that she can offer advice to Tiger Woods? I thought she knows him. Well, she's fr- but also... I-, I think she knows more than anybody else what it's like to live in that fishbowl. I remember when... I mean, we have a lot of stars that came through here. But when Oprah was in this building, whatever she was doing, you could have heard a pin drop. And I even gave her a half-eaten cracker to Dave, which you're still saving to this day. Yeah, it sits on my computer. Some of the Oprah magic, I believe, helps me. I mean, even when Oprah came and did the Letterman show, I mean, all the stars do the Letterman show. Oprah did the Letterman show. They shut down Broadway. Remember that? Yes. They shut it down so we could walk her down the street. And And people were lying in the streets going crazy. So I think there's only a few people... I put Bradgelina up in that kind of thing of, like, every moment you're being watched famous. And I don't think Tiger knew every moment he was being watched. Yeah, now he does. Now he, it's... This is a totally new phase for Tiger's life. He will forever be one of these, you know, he will be in the tabloids, I think, for a long time. Right. So and he now, needs Oprah's counsel. And now just be like with Clinton, if there's a a picture taken of him... You know, buying a goddamn Slurpee, all they're going to show is him talking to the girl. <laughs> Tiger's new love interest? <laughs> His sweetest wife stays home crying. <laughs> all right, Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Hicks, going to give out the uh, Super Troopers sign C- uh, DVD in just a few moments on 202 Friends Twitter. Uh, so if you go over to 202 Friends Twitter, uh, be prepared. Question goes up, and bang, you got to be able to answer it. Right. Bang, you got to be on it. Nice. Um, here's uh, Justin, you're on Fez. 
Hey, Fez, that's a great catty moment about Oprah. You know, Justin, I'm thinking that if, and Oprah's also asking Tiger, come tell your story on my show. So how do you trust that advice? Her job is to get Meow. the big interviews. Meow. But you really... Oh, don't suck a dick. Really... Hey, hey. I'll fucking... Don't fucking talk to him that way. He'll suck a dick when he wants to. And not a moment my, before, my friend. Not a goddamn moment before. Thank you, Ron. But you can't... You know what, Fezzi? I'll be your big brother. This is Justin from Iowa. I appreciate it. I will be your Kenny, and I will stand there and watch over your safety. <laughs> but you, you know what? You can't find a nicer person. You know, I know he gets teased. Is there a nicer person in the world than that, Kenny? Oh, Kenny's a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, no, he's, there's no one nicer. beyond. Nicest person in the world. He definitely is. He's in my Blackberry uh, buddy and list. I, I will never even forget. Well, send him a thing from a Blackberry. Uh... Ron just said that you're the nicest person in the world. I will do it right now. Uh, once I was in D.C., I'm going in to check into a hotel room. I run into Kenny in the lobby. Well, he wasn't supposed to be taking care of me. I go and get... Uh, a, Kenny comes over. I have you upgraded to a suite. Didn't have to do it. Mm -mm. Just went over, got me an upgrade. And um, the person there at the front desk goes like this. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mr. Bennington. I had no idea you were a legend. Kenny went over and told him I was a legend. <laughs> and I guess legends get sweets. I didn't know this. Yes. I think uh, Jesse James, uh, when he goes into a hotel room, he gets a couch along with it. Yeah. He, does, he just can't have a bed and the TV. He's got to have a separate room with the couch and the TV in there. That's where you want to lounge. You know why? No. Legend. Right. Legend. He's got a very big heart, that guy. Who does? That Kenny. Club saw Kenny. He's the best. He seriously is. And I never tell him that. And you know what? Now it's the Christmas season. Good for you. And he needs to hear it. I just, I, I Blackberry messaged him. Ron says you're nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping he gets back to me. Uh, no, the nicest person on the planet. And oh. I'll also say this. He's never not on the job. You walk into some of these guys, but, you know, when I come in here during the daytime, he's supposed to be keeping an eye on him. He keeps an eye out on him. Mm -hmm. He's not walking around playing grab ass on the side. He honestly is sitting there going like this. Are they okay? They are. Then his next thought, are they okay? They are. He's the best. He's seriously the best. And I need to say these things to people at Christmas, how I really feel about him. Good. Davy Mac? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Could you let Pepper know I want to talk to him? Oh, great. Pepper, Ron wants to talk to you. Yes. Later on, I guess. Pepper. Oh, now, I guess. You're fantastic. You're the finest producer we've ever had here. Oh. Aw. By oh, far. Don't say that. There's not even a number two. Well, there's a, there is a number two. You can um, text that to Pepper if you wanted. By the way, He's see a, if any of you guys would know this, here's the Twitter question. Uh, the Broken Lizard Boys, what college oh, they owe me that? I know. I'm not going to participate. I know. You want write me to write it, it Yeah, write it down. All right, Dave uh, wrote down 
Harvard. Oh, well, it looks like and everyone got the uh, answer. Underneath it, Hex, uh, what did you write down? Oh, Brown. Brown. Fez, what did you write down? I wrote down Colgate. The toothpaste. <laughs> the what are you tooth- laughing about? <laughs> Mr. Watley is absolutely correct. Oh. oh, so go fuck yourself, Dave. What did that mean? For him to go fuck himself. <laughs> what is your problem with Dave today? <laughs> laughing, thinking that I came up with something stupid. <laughs> Didn't oh, happen. He said toothpaste. <laughs> I didn't, I've never heard of that university before. You never you heard never, of Colgate? No. You never heard of toothpaste. I will say this. <laughs> I've heard the name Colgate my whole life. Never know where it was. No, I, honestly, it's in New York. Someone told me that. Yeah, I heard it's of in Pace, New York. Fordham, NYU, Columbia. That's the New York schools. I remember Colgate always used to go up there like Slippery Rock. They would always like you'd be one of those college scores that you would hear when they used to just read off the college uh, scores. Like yeah. when you're at a game, they'll play yeah. all the different oh, yeah. scores. Yeah, you'd always hear Colgate. I don't know what the fuck they do or why. I think it's a rich boy school. Oh, all right, okay. All right. So it's basically the New York uh, state equivalent of Monmouth University, my alma mater, that most people haven't heard of. You went to Crest. By the way, I don't know if this is fair in the future, but the winner of the Twitter contest works in the film industry. Now that seems a little dirty to me. You know what it is, too, right? No, I didn't see. I didn't check the Twitter one. You know, yet. special delivery is working on a film guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you think won, Hicks? Gee, baby. So so far, Fez is right. Hicks is right. Mm-hmm. Dave yeah. is wrong. Right, wrong. Do we have any sports questions on the tip of your tongue? Why do you think Fez knows nothing them. about sports? I'll house them both. <laughs> is that right? You want a sports question? Yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shit. I should have narrowed it down a little bit more. Who was their first games quarterback? Uh, the Tampa Bay does uh, Steve Sprayer. Oh, <laughs> Watley. Is that it? I, I think... do not know that one. Oh, I, I know he was the first seasons. So yeah, I guess he was what, the first game. Yeah. I assume. I knew that. I thought it was just being thrown out no! today. No, 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 no. Oh, bullshit! I knew that. No, well, why did you tell Dave that? He didn't tell me that. Why, in the middle of a contest, <laughs> I can beat them at sports? Would you let him I've get it? I've never seen some of the Jeopardy say, "Oh, I thought it was his turn." I thought it was it was his turn to answer. By the way, um, in the whole time that we've been doing these Twitter contests, it's the first time somebody we knew won. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That damn G, baby. Let me tell you. I don't know if it's fair since he is Mr. Film. Yeah. Um, well, he might be in the publishing uh, industry, hopefully. What the hell are you talking about? Well, he asked, uh, um, my, uh, he asked me to pass on his resume to my brother mm-hmm. um, in hopes that maybe he can land a job at the LA Weekly, which is where my brother writes for. I did, and my brother said, very promising resume. Now, he didn't say he could get him the job. Right. Because it's a bad economy, and it took my brother forever to get a job there. I didn't even know G-Baby was gay. <laughs> He's not gay. Uh, He's very straight. I have uh, somebody I, I'd like to hook him up with. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if he's good. No, I, not everyone who works G-Baby's here is gay. a fine writer, is he? Yeah, yes, he and is. Your brother, you think, is a fine writer? Um, Man, yeah. so why hasn't your brother sat, th- sat down and tackled the novel? Um, he has, 
uh, tackled the screen the screenplay, mm -hmm. and then <coughs> um, I'm not sure about the novel. It's a good question. I bet you he does. I bet you he is working on a book as we speak. Because I'll say this: there's still is nothing in the arts, in my opinion, as impressive and as prestigious as the novel. Yeah. Well, I think he... Flat out. Now, people have asked me, oh, why don't you write down some of your stupid stories and we'll publish... I'm like, well, first of all, I tried to do it. I was tired. In seconds. And second of all, it's still not the same as being a novelist. Right. Writing the, the funny book or the bio story, you know... Like, it, when these fucking sports guys come in here and say, I've written a book... Or even an actor coming in, I've written a book, and it's right. just, I remember when I was a kid, people, it's not the same as writing a novel. Do you, so, would you consider a novel just only, you know, it, it's only with fiction, fictional characters? Anyway, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, well, I mean, not, like, John Krakauer, is that, is he a if novelist? If you were going to do the non-fictional novelists, like a Tom Wolfe or Tom something, Wolf. um... Yeah, I'm going to throw that in. But you know the difference. If it's serious yeah. fucking literature, no, is what I, I'm saying. No, I definitely know Not exactly what you're talking about. strung together jokes. It wouldn't be that with my brother. Trust me. He's a very Can serious... Can I trust you? He's a very serious journalist, yes. But even like the people who do Fox News and MSNBC, who write yeah. stuff like, Obama, your mama, you know, my new book, Obama, your mama. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll give them this. They yeah. typed it. It's not the same as being a real writer. That's not a book. And I, I think those are people who only got those books published because they were on television in the first place. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't consider that. I'm, I'm, I, would, I would bet your bottom dollar that my brother is working on a book right now. But, you know, I don't know what it is. He keeps things very, very private. Why does he do this? He comes up with a story. Right. Gay boy. Coming of age uh -huh. in New Jersey. Yeah. During the 80s. Right. Oh. Finds out his little brother f fucked a dog. Okay. That's my I story. I wouldn't know how you would resolve that well, at you're, the end. You, you could be a character. Well, at the end, the, the little dog fucker mm. gets a job in radio. <laughs> yeah, that's really and too... And wears a Pearl Jim shirt. That's what I'm wearing on right now, so well, it's I'd... too close. Too close to the mark. Um, yeah, I, I would see him doing a nonfiction novel, though. Because, like I said, he is a journalist. Mm. I remember he sat down to write a book like... I, see, I think what Krakauer does is journalism, too. I think that's just... But do you consider Into the Wild a novel, or no? No. I think it's, you know, it's the same as if you if you sat down and wrote, you know, the fucking Frank Sinatra story. Right. Oh, okay. I think a novelist is, you know, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, in that tradition. All right, so fictional characters for the most part. Yeah, but for the most part. But I really do think that some of the Tom Wolfe stuff, when they do the new journalism... Yeah. You know, novel. I I get that. I, it's certainly. I crack out. I'll, I'll I'll give a lot more credit to than ninety percent of the people who ninety five percent of the people who kind of write this books. And I'm furious that the country's not up in arms about his last book. Right. His last book. It it should have lit this fucking place up like a candle. It did not. Uh, do you disagree with me on writing a novel? You still you think it's more it's better. To be like a screenwriter or a director? Uh, for me, the best achievement is to be a film director at this point in 2009. Film director or writer-director? Um, a... No, I have, I have to say a lot a more respect a for the writer-director. Director. A film director only because um, 
I mean, I know Stanley Kubrick helped to write certain screenplays. Well, it comes back to Kubrick. No, but Scorsese doesn't. You know, Scorsese's name gets I understand. on half of it. But, you know, he, he's not writing those things. I agree. You That's know, why I'm more impressed with the writer-director in terms of being a creative person. Well, I guess because they have two credits... That does mathematically no, make them no because better. it's their movie at that point. Yeah, like I'm. It's always curious to me. Where all right, I'm gonna sit down and write the fucking screenplay. Dave fucking takes my writing, and you know comes up with the sets and points the camera at it. So whose voice is being heard? Right. You know, it's a tough fucking call. I understand it's a visual medium, but you can't do it without the screenwriter writing the story. So how do you say? Dave is telling the story and not the screenwriter. Since you love the fucking director so much. Yeah. Why don't we do this? It's hard. Why don't we just let Hicks pick? Okay. Hicks? Writer-director. Come on. That's not what we, we, we were just okay. talking about the screenwriter versus the, the film director. I, I don't know whether we could ever come up with a definitive answer. The problem is that fucking Hollywood has shit on the writer for so many years Yeah, that's that the a, writing means nothing. I agree with that, totally. And as a member of the Writers Guild, I'm not pleased with that. And I, and, and are I you see, really a member of the Writers Guild? Can you stand I'm going shoulder, to the Christmas shoulder? party soon. Where is it at? Uh, fucking, it's in like Harlem or something It's uptown. <laughs> he knows because he goes Street. with me. I wish it was December 12th but like we, all the other Christmas parties. We do planned. have an extra ticket. What do you what did you get a plus two? Is that the way you I roll now? I got a plus two. I got a plus two. When did you become Ronnie B? No, I just um I thought that um my wife would want to go this year and so mm -hmm. I asked for the plus two. She decided she didn't want to go, but I still maintained my plus two. Mm. Where's it at in Harlem? Uh, I'll find out. I so haven't. you know you're not gonna get any VIPs. Um Andy I mean, Rooney still would mind coming. <laughs> If anything, Spike Lee might roll up there, but nobody else. Uh, here it is. It's um, it says uh, open bar uh, Union Theological Seminary in the city of New York, uh, Broadway at one twenty one. That's Harlem, one hundred twenty first Street, Broadway. That's Union Harlem, Theological. Se I mean, we're going to be priests. Are we going to be ordained at this dinner? Mm -hmm. As long as they have the the open bar and, and the free grub, I'm there. Uh, here is uh, JJ in California. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Ron, you should have uh, Dave's brother on the show. I think it'd be a lot better than Dave. Plus, I'd like to nominate him for the Beanie Cup today. Uh, Why don't please, you fuck off? Yeah, just uh, enough. How about that? Enough. Eat my cum. For a change. <laughs> uh, I would have your brother on the show, though. All right. I, mean, I, like, I, an, I like an RBI one day, me and your brother. Well, he doesn't, you know, he only comes down tw a couple times a year. Well, I'll be and there. I think we'll probably, <laughs> we would probably be in uh, on vacation when he comes down for Christmas, so that's that. Uh, we're not taking a Christmas vacation this oh, year. Oh, okay. We're working straight through. All right. Well, then he'll, he, he could do an RBI. Mm. Steven Singer Jewelers, if you want the very best Steven deal, you want, the, you want the very best deal on jewelry, go to Steven Singer Jewelers. Is he a singer? No, Steven Singer is not a singer. That seems crazy to me. That's the first angle I'd go to and I'd be singing my exact 
commercial. He's not a singer. He's a jeweler with the very best customer service, too. He's making it idiot-proof. You're going to go to Steven Singer Jewelers or his website, IHateStevenSinger.com. You're going to pick out the great jewelry that your wife or girlfriend or anyone special in your life is going to love. And they've got people to help you. In fact, if you want a personal shopper, you can even call 1-888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. And that personal shopper will be there to assist you. They're going to take all the stress, all the tension out of jewelry buying this holiday season. Customer service blows away any other jewelry business in the country. And he was the first in the country to introduce the black diamonds. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and you can see the black diamonds there on I'm display. Gonna, I'm going to get one for Earl, mm -hmm. but I'm only going to get one. I was going to get him two earrings and I go, why? I'm just going to get one. Who's going to say him? Who's going to say him, Earl? The website is IHateStevenSinger.com. This is the guy you can trust, Steven Singer. The perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holidays. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Or if you're in Philly, you can visit him in person. He's always in the store, the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philadelphia. Steven Singer Jewelers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop by there, Fez. Uh, next time I'm in Philly. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to understand this. A jewelry store you can drink beer in. Yeah. I mean, I've never even heard of such a thing. And, Dave, wouldn't you think they would have to have a liquor license? Yeah, that seems only or legal. Is it, or is it more like going to somebody's house and getting a free beer? That's know. what it is. You're, you're going there. You're, if you go on a Sunday, they got the NFL games on. Right, I know. You're but hanging it's, out. It's still, a fuck, it's still a store. How can you drink beer there? Probably because they're just giving it away, right? Yeah, like I've drank it in a firehouse. You ever done that, like beef and beer? Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. yes. Well, they don't have a liquor license just for the day, do they? No, but they're firemen, so they're not going to be busted by the cops, I would think. Yeah, but you know, not all cops like all firemen. I've seen that. I've seen that get ugly before. First of all, because we appreciate the firemen more than the cop. Mm -hmm, yeah. As a society. Well, they're they're like heroes to us and cops. There's only I I I, and I stand with this. I don't support the cops. Okay. I don't support the firemen. All right. And I don't support the troops. Okay. And the reason why I do that right. is to be different. It's the only reason. Yeah. So I got a little flag that says I don't support the troops. <laughs> I got another flag that says I don't support the cops. Another one that says I don't support the... And then I always put the real 9-11 heroes who are actors and rock and roll stars. <laughs> They're the real wow. heroes. Where do you buy this, uh, these items? I got to make it. I got like, a little <laughs> thing. And I, do decal. I have a decal kit. And I actually don't support the teachers. I don't like to support the teachers at all. Oh, my mom would be devastated to hear that. Good. That's part of my uh, thing. That's part of the reason why I do it. Your Christmas words really have kind of taken a different turn. Uh, that's another thing I don't uh, support is what? any of the people in the Bible. Oh. Job? He had a long Job, way to go. Job only liked uh, until I found out he stayed with it. Oh. That's tough. Then I mean, I don't know. Is Job one of your favorite people in the Bible? Yeah. Why? Out of everybody, he was he was treated like a fucking idiot, like they a went, moron. They went and threw him out on the ash pile. But then he came back at the end. He had sores. He's like a biblical Wes Anderson movie. He always goes through a hard time at the be at, at the beginning, and then he comes out of it. Did you go see that uh, the store windows yesterday? No, I didn't. 
I didn't get out of here till 7.30. Oh, yeah, they shut the store down. <laughs> <It's like quarter laughs> day. I don't know how to even deal with you people anymore. <laughs> Who do you think annoyed me most today? <laughs> Let me look around. Who wants to vote for themselves mm. as most annoyed? I'll vote for myself. Really? I'm yeah. Not for, I'm not voting for myself. No. <laughs> I'll I'll point. I'll say Feds too. I'll agree <laughs> with that. I'll say th two votes. And I'm always only doing that for survivor reasons. Because now there's no way Pepper can. Uh... So you're like me with the troops. I'm not going to support you. Just so <laughs> it makes me it makes me stick out a little bit. <laughs> mm. Um. Hey, Brandon. Um, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, boys. Hey, yeah, I was just recently uh, doing some shopping at a jewelry store down here in San Diego, the equivalency of a Steven Singer, and they had a refrigerator full. It said, help yourself. It had uh, bottles of beer, can, wine, uh, water, soda in it, food. I like the help yourself aspect of it. Instead of someone, like, pouring you something, well, you're going to get exactly what you want, <laughs> as much as you want. Oh, yeah, if you wanted a can, they had a can. If you well, wanted a bottle, you could get a bottle. There's a uh, thing that's happening around the country now, and that is pay what you can at some of these restaurants. And they'll open up a restaurant and just say, pay us what you think it's worth and in comparison to what your income is. So Amazing. do you uh, think that you would pay and they would make a deal on it? Would you would you pay Fezzi what it was worth, or do you think you would lowball or overpay? I would end up overpaying. Nobody would know. Yeah. Nobody would know. This would be between you and the box. So I can understand if you're going to say, "Hey, here it is," because I will tell you, I go out to eat the dinner quite a bit, and sometimes I'll have a good meal, and the and the check will come in, and I'll still go, "Really? You know, two forty? <laughs> I'm not drinking." You know, I, and when you drink, fuck it. You never know how much a, a bill is because I will guarantee you if you're a drinker and a hard drinker, you double your dinner fucking thing right off the bat. Easily. Whether you drink cocktail, wine, even beers, you'll fun, suddenly find out that a beer is seven, eight bucks in a restaurant. Now, if you're going to pay yourself, it's never going to dawn on you. You're going to think, well, six pack, what's that? I drank a six-pack, so that's an extra eight. You know? <laughs> yeah, easily. I think I would uh, try to be on the mark. Like, that would be my game. Like, I would say, okay, this was a really good burger. But you would never know. I will, uh, yeah. Like, this Since is a, they don't have prices. Yeah, right. This is a great burger, but I'm going to throw in $7 for this hamburger. It's not like Price is Right where they're going to reveal it at the end. Yeah, you're just on your own. You right. are just on your own, and it's kind of a, an honor system. It's hard for me to think that the restaurant is going to come out ahead here. I think they're all going to be disappointed. They're trying it a couple different places, like three or four different places. And normally, if I'm going to be honest here, it's kind of vegan-y, hippie thing to do. Mm. Um, but they're actually saying to poorer people, hey, if you don't have it, you don't have it. You know? That's nice. But what if you have it and you don't pay? I think it makes you look like a scumbag. <laughs> or if you sit down and eat it at a place like that... It's a way of helping poor people. If you say to yourself, I ate, you know, uh, a sandwich and had a couple of sides, but I'm going to end up putting down a 50 
because that's going to help out the guy without as much money. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be better than sitting around having homeless people constantly asking you for food. Right. But what if the place turns into a homeless hangout? And you're like, I can't, you know, I can't eat here. There's too many homeless. <laughs> Pezzi, you're very excited. You've got homeless shopping spree coming out this year. Do me a favor. What's that? Come home with the goods. You deserve it. You're a crazy, bearded, wig-wearing bastard. How many years ago was that with Fez? That's three years ago from the last homeless shopping spree. Oh, six. I remember that was three years ago because we had a Christmas party that night. Look how much you've aged in three years, buddy. You think a lot? Are you serious? <laughs> I, I want to do this. I'm going to put this up on Twitter. Take the picture, both of them, <laughs> and just put as Fez aged. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've changed that much in three years. Are you being totally honest? Yes, I am. And I do not want to go on this homeless shopping spree. Last time I was mistaken for being homeless. You weren't mistaken. You were on the homeless shopping spree. That would be like if you put on a uniform, a Giants uniform, ran out on the field, and then say, uh, Ron, someone has mistaken me for a New York football giant. I was an escort on the homeless shopping spree. I was not homeless. Were you riding on the bus? Yes. Homeless. With the homeless, yes. Do me a favor. Go for boots and a heavy coat to make it through this winter. But you got to have boots, brother. Insulated boots. Some canned food, maybe. Now, this is supposed to be uh, two weeks from yesterday. What? I, be I believe We're, that's December 17th. Are we going backwards? <laughs> How can it be two weeks from yesterday? Which direction are we taking time? <laughs> Good. Make this your year. And you need to get some crappier clothes. And leave them on for a couple of days. Maybe sleep outside the night before. <laughs> How is that going to help me on the homeless shopping spree? I want your ass on CNN. I want you to go viral like Vin Ventura. I want you to be as viral as Ventura. And make sure when they're, this year when you're yelling... Mm -hmm. Start screaming out, I don't support the troops. <laughs> That'll bring the fucking cameras to you. Last year, I was in charge of the homeless guy, Slow Motion, and he wa he wanted new sneakers. We go to the, uh, the sneaker store. The, all the homeless are in there getting sneakers. Was that the last year that they did homeless shopping? Yeah. Yep, that was it. Then I ended up everywhere getting uh, perfume sprayed in my face mm. by a homeless person. That was fun. Is this the same night as, as the parties, like uh, three years ago? No. No. no it's oh, it's on a Friday instead of a Saturday? Yeah, this is going to be on, I believe, a Thursday. Yeah, the homeless shopping spree will be on a Thursday, five days after the parties. What? The parties are December 12th. The homeless shopping spree is December 17th. Okay, so next week are the parties? A week from this Saturday. Jeez, man. Christmas is coming on gangbusters this year. Gangbusters. <laughs> and make out like G-Baby and win yourself... Uh, we, we're going to have a lot of signed stuff to give out on uh, 202 Friends Twitter. Make sure you sign up for it. Now, also this weekend is December 6th, that Sunday night, the Robin Williams special. Are they playing on Things Must Pass, his theme song? <laughs> what is it, uh, Fezzi, 
the HBO specials, right? Mm-hmm. How do they pick? How would they pick a Robin Williams as opposed to another comic? Well, Robin Williams, it's been his first tour since uh, in six years. So it's basically, he's had success before, five solo specials he, on HBO. You can't get bigger than Robin Williams. Exactly. So when he's going out on tour, someone like him, there's going to be HBO there to document it. And you think this will be his last one? It, it could, could be it. Yeah, he's had heart he's, trouble. He's had the uh, heart problems before. It's Robin Williams, like we said, his fifth solo HBO stand-up special, and the accumulation of his sold-out tour, well, Weapons of Self-Destruction. So his sold-out tour, This is uh, they've taped this one in front of a live audience, and no one's better in front of a live audience than Robin Williams on one of these HBO specials. And that was in Washington, D.C. at Constitution Hall. Robin Williams, of course you know him, four Golden Globe Awards, four Grammys, three Oscar nominations, an Academy Award win, and, you know, plenty of film credits. Fisher King, Dead Poets Society, Good Morning Vietnam, Hysterical in that, Hook, Jumanji, you know Robin Williams, The Night at the Museum films, where he did a fantastic job as Teddy Roosevelt. So, it's Robin Williams in his natural environment. And doing what doing what he loves best, and that's stand-up comedy. And it's a brand new stand-up special, Robin Williams, Weapons of Self-Destruction, exclusively on HBO. Now also, you can see Robin Williams in theaters now in his new film, co-starring John Travolta and Seth Green, called Old Dogs. Saw the movie, very funny, very funny movie. But make sure God, God hates a liar. But you want to make make sure you get your HBO. I'm a little ticked that I don't have my cable because I want to speaking over the big sun. It's Robin Williams, the H. In the in the exclusive. Stop it! We're singing. The HBO comedy event. Stop. I just have to let people know this. Robin Williams, Weapons of Self-Destruction. That's going to be Sunday. This coming Sunday, that's December 6th. Mark it on your calendars. 9 p.m. in the East, 8 p.m. Central, only on HBO. Because HBO brings you the very best in these stand-up specials. And it's worth checking out alone because it's, it's, it's really... It's going to be the first performance you're seeing from... And this, of course, tape not long after his heart surgery. So you're Shut up. All things must pass. So you're seeing your Robin Williams. Shut up. And a really unique I'm fucking thing. serious. Sunday. Hey, stop it. Don't fucking say another word. I'll go nuts. Hey, what kind of religion was uh, George Harrison? He got into the Hinduism, but by the end of his life, he was also looking at Buddhism as well. But wasn't he a certain type of Hindu? Like a, a, a Hare Krishna? No, something? he wasn't a Hare Krishna. I Are you was. sure? I'll find out. Because whatever it is, we should be joining that.
Oh, uh, yeah. I want to be the same exact thing he was because they dressed colorfully. <laughs> who's behind uh, Who's behind X over there? Um, one of our friends, Phil. From well, don't make him stand in the other room like animals. Come on over, guys. Why do, Why would you invite people in and then have put them in Hicks's room? Um, that was my decision. I just want to make sure that security reasons. There's no. They oh, have because to, I said something nice about Kenny. They have to. Yeah, they have to make sure that they clear through security. Then maybe they can come in. Yeah. Well, they're cleared. They're cleared by me. How are you, my friends? Nice to hey, see guys. you. Oh, great to see you. How are you? Nice to see you. How you doing? And from San Fran? I'm from San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I brought you some cigars, Ron. Oh, you never had to do that. Yes, well, I, I did have to do it. Come I, in and help yourself. And I, I'm you know, sorry to say, yeah. I don't know cigars that well, so I did it by package. Oh, packages is always nice. Let's see here. White Owl. Oh, yeah, they should be fantastic. <laughs> 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 Thanks a like, lot. Remember, remember like, like your grandfather or your uncle would smoke whiteout or Dutch masters? They would always have a nice Dutch master for themselves. It's like smoking, rolling up sawdust. These are beautifully packaged in multicolored uh, metal tubes. Well, it's going to be nice. And uh, I, I figured it, it, it couldn't be beat in a gold box and everything. Well, beautiful. I oh. wanted to bring Fez flowers, Chad? but I couldn't find any. In well, I guess it's winter. Well, what it could be, it's uh, certainly at each and every corner. Uh, every store sells uh, flowers. But, well, scarves, um, yeah, but no, no flowers. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take you out and show you Korean grocery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And I don't. You know, this is the weirdest thing, and it's absolutely true that you can get in New York a dozen roses for four dollars, within a hamburger seventeen. I don't know what the hell happens. Uh, as you go through this whole thing. We have the strangest pricing here of anywhere in the world. Davey Mack, what are you doing on special delivery this weekend? Jeez, Ronnie B. We have a big show. Not exactly sure. We usually don't find our show topics or material until that day. But we'll... You don't know what you're doing one day to the next. No. I noticed this. Your little buddy Sam hasn't been in here with us in a while. Um, and I heard a couple of reasons why. quite busy. No, he's been quite busy with the video editing. I heard he's got an anti-Ron Fez thing going on. Absolutely really? not. And I heard that no. from a couple guys on his show. No fucking way. Let me say NFW to that, mister. I don't understand all the initial things. No fucking way. Stuff. I said it first before I said the initials. No, he does a lot for the ONA show. That includes pulling audio, but also the video work. He's been quite busy with that. His It was his his shot that got on the, uh, the, uh, the TMZ there. Between Ventura and Jimmy Norton, so... So you're kind of proud of that? No, I'm saying that's what he does. Nobody else could have pointed a fucking camera. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but you know, I thought the I thought the cinematography was pretty pretty decent, though. I must say. Well, it was. It actually made it. <laughs> uh, when he did a fade. <laughs> no, he loves the Ron Fez. He always feels like he's imposing. He's one of those nervous types that says, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd, I'd love to be on the show, but I don't want to impose on Ron Fez. No, he doesn't have to feel that way. He's our buddy. Okay, I'll tell him. Speaking of buddies, never bring people into the studio and, and leave them sitting there like animals. I, yeah, that that is me. an animal pen over there. <laughs> that was all me. Did you I feel apologize. like you weren't even here? 
I had a good conversation with the boys. In the I have never been in that room. You haven't been in it? There's two places I've never been in. That side of it and upstairs at our office. It's like a night in the box. Yeah. It only fits about four people. So, Does know. it really? <laughs> I can only see the side of Hicks. And then I, I saw you guys. I'm like, what the hell is going on in that room? <laughs> There's a sweaty smell in there, too. Is there? It heats up fast, that well, room. How do you know? Because you're in here with me. I've been in that. I've had to go in that room just to ask a question or two. Mm -hmm. that, what do I do for a living? That room <laughs> heats up like a microwave. Well, Chris Stanley works so hard. He's on his feet and just, I mean. It's he's like, the best. It's unbelievable watching he, him work. He's not only the best producer I've ever had. He's the only producer I've well, ever had. not accurate. Well, Earl, I don't really Earl put you down as a producer. A lot of I put you in a different category. There's uh, right. uh, producers, yeah, like Chris Stanley. Right. There's on-air personalities like myself. Yeah. I'm not either. So well, I would put you in a third category. Okay. Burden. Burden. Yeah. You are. That's not. That's <laughs> a burden. Not what. You can't write that on a check. Uh, on a check. And yet we do. <laughs> Cor Isn't my corporate funny? checks say burden on it. Yes. Yes, Ron we Fez do. Burden? Oh. Oh, you got anything to plug, Fezzy? Just want to remind people that The Broken Lizards, the Slam and Salmon movie, comes out in theaters a week from today, December 11th. Fezzy, I never uh, correct you on your plugs, mm -hmm. but they're not The Broken Lizards. They're just singular. They are more like yes or Asian. Right. Uh, you would think it would make more sense mm -hmm. to be a plural. No. We are Broken Lizards. <laughs> Makes sense. And I don't know uh, who forced them uh, to come in here today against their will and do an interview, but I do thank them uh, and wish them well. I, I hope I didn't put them out by asking them to talk about their film. Hank, uh, you got anything to plug? I just want to th uh, thank James again from Long Island for giving those tickets for last night. And you... Did he mean to hang out with you or you just dumped him? No, it was just... We, we fucking... Lost each other. Oh, you got lost in the yeah. weirdness? Yeah, it, in Penn Station, it was a crazy fucking mess. Mm. Hippies everywhere. Fucking everyone was hammered. Before the show. Yeah. Jesus. All right. That's it for us, guys. See you Monday. Hey, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>